This is 20 Weeks of Hell, Week 1. Live play session of Blue Planet. Twenty Weeks of Hell, playing and reviewing forgotten, forsaken, and unplayed games from our collection. The good, the bad, and the ugly, playing games so you don't have to. The Stormbelt 10,000, a race that takes place in Poseidon annually. The most talked about, excited sports event that happens across the planet. As entertainment is at a premium on this colonized world... It's the one place where everyone can get together and watch on their various different hollow screens, TV screens, and internet feeds to watch as the corporations put forth their best sponsors and individual individual inventors and racers come together and sponsor themselves to enter this contest. It takes place over 10,000 miles of what is known as the Storm Belt in Poseidon. The storm belt is aptly named, and the storms on Poseidon get bigger than anything that's ever been seen on Earth. The hurricanes that can spring up here can last through an entire season and still keep going, thanks to the lack of continental land masses around the planet to slow them down. What seems like the most deadly storms that were ever raging across the planet Earth the kinds that hit areas like New Orleans are only Category 2 and 3s on Poseidon, and the scale goes up to 6. At the height of storm season, across this deadly 10,000-mile stretch of water, the world's most fearless, and some would say stupid, racers gather for the ultimate prize to claim to be the winners of the Stormbelt 10,000 and the million-dollar jackpot that awaits at the end. You have all gathered together at New Jamaica, a beautiful archipelago area, which is known for its tropical feel, its wonderful warm sand and sunny skies, and it's one of the more heavily populated colonies here. So there's lots of it, premium spaces at a premium thanks to the large skyscraper-like structures and ports that have been built all over the place. Though as storm season is starting to pick up, soon enough this place will be pelted with regular storms and rains and the like. Currently, though, you are now all situated inside your ship. Now tell me, what is the name of your ship? And who's the owner? I declare myself owner. Oh. Okay. You can be the owner. So it's called The Adventure. There. That's the name. Yeah, I'm okay working on the uh, adventure. <laughs> so, okay. Let the mighty crew of the adventure <laughs> introduce themselves. <laughs> My name is Lucky. I was born here. I've lived here all my life. I'll probably die here. Most likely, that's race. It's a good chance. <laughs> I hope not. That's it. 
that's it. That's all you got. That's all you get. <laughs> this camera crew is lazy, lackadaisical. Pencil's gone. It's eaten. Don't worry about it. Got it. Okay. Another. Finish yourself. Uh, Gregory Harper. Moved down with the colony from Luna. Um, uh, served for a spell with uh, Incorporated Security, but I don't do that anymore. Now I just drive the ship. Charlie Shivingston. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in the wastelands of Earth. Uh, after a while, I got into a certain program that let fine young youths move out to Poseidon to uh, help with this vast new frontier. And then I had several years where I was doing extremely legitimate business. I'm racing now. <laughs> The little hollow cam then focuses on our next crew member of the adventure, the fabled owner of this fine vessel which plans to win today at the Storm Belt 10,000. Well, I'm Captain Travis T. Daniels. I was born on Mars. I joined the GEO. It's called, right? Yes. At the age of 18, spent several years working there after a... uh, after I got done working at the GEO, I moved to Poseidon and do uh, this and that occasionally, and uh, recently came into the possession of uh, this ship. Well, race fans, that's the crew of the adventure. Let's take a look at some of the other contestants that are here. As you gaze out next to you, as you're sitting on your craft, the adventure, you get to look over and see that there are about at least a good 50 other boats which are taking place in this race as well. All of them lined up. All of them have their motors humming and ready to go. There are people standing. There are crowds cheering right now, watching as little floating cameras take in the scene all around. One of the cameras floats over to a smiling blonde man who's wearing a beautiful white racing suit that looks very professional with a good red stripe. And it has a big Biogene corporate logo on the side of it. The ship he's in has the same nice white and red color scheme to it, very, very top of the line, as well as a big, gigantic Biogene logo slapped right smack dab on the center. Here we have Jack Bartholomew representing Biogene. He's here in their top of the line new craft they're trying to show today. Along with his fabled crew, he's here to take home the gold. And he gives a winning smile. There's almost a sparkly white glow from his teeth. You're sure he's been biosculpted to some degree. He gives a thumbs up, and the camera continues. You now see a dolphin in a tank that is swimming. This is the racer known as Heavy Bite, a dolphin who's entered this contest. Let's Let's take a look at his personal modified vessel, As the camera zooms around his craft, you see that it has spinners on it, as well as a flame paint job that goes all around it, and you swear you hear what sounds like heavy rap music coming from what appears to be a ghetto blaster set in the back. 
as the camera goes down, you see part of the ship has a tank area in it that he's swimming in. You see there's a little hatch so that he can swim out into the actual ocean and re-enter his boat when he wants to as well. He's got a few little cybernetics on him as he's using a robot to actually mm-hmm. man the ship. And there are a few humans on board as well. Heavy Bite is one of the top independent engineers currently on Poseidon, who's made many innovations in the fields of motor technology. He's here to show that he's good. He's, his people are the best when it comes to water, using craft or on, in the water themselves. Eat that damn fish. The next racer shown is a man who has what appears to be a black motorcycle helmet on, a black bodysuit, which has a little circular white circle with an 8 in the middle of it. His ship is black and has a similar big white circle with a black eight in the middle of it. Last year's winner, the mysterious eight ball. Winner of the race. Winner of the last three Storm Belt 10,000s. Nobody knows eight ball or his crew or her crew's true identity. Some theorize that it's simply a mantle that is passed down from racer to racer. Whatever the case, it's stiff competition if one is to beat his specially modified personal craft. And as the camera zooms by off of 8-Ball, you see what appears to be a pretty African-American girl who's wearing a black cowboy hat and cut-off shorts who is also wearing the uh, trench coat of a GEO marshal. And she has the a ship, which is the standard GEO marshal patrol vessel, which appears to have been modified with the standard GEO uh, colors on it of black and blue for the law enforcement. GEO Marshal Calamity Sally, known for having one of the best records in law enforcement personnel, has entered this contest too to help make sure it stays clean. She's here to make sure no one sabotages anything and to prove that the GEO are the best at what they do. Sally gives a winning smile. And many fans are adoring her now, and the pictures that will be posted everywhere. And you imagine that many people will be making pinups of Sally later, off of these photos as she smiles, and then gets ready for the race. The next... The camera goes to the next boat, and you see that this one is a violet ship. It's like this violet color with pink cherry blossoms, which appear to be going down the side. And there is a Japanese man with extremely long, beautiful, purple hair. He has very, very effeminate features. Mm. (laughs) The racer who calls himself simply Tenshin, representing Yakazuni Corp, will be piercing the sea like a katana aimed at its enemy's heart. Many I do not think he grew up in a wasteland. <laughs> many of Kenshin's fans have shown their support today. It sh- the camera pans and shows a gallery of screaming girls holding up signs that say, We love you, Kenshin. Kenshin, I want your baby. And things to that degree. 
Why don't you yeah. talk to the camera? No, the other captains have their crews talk to the cameras. <laughs> well, they're probably just not broadcasting it. That's all. Uh, Good. Yeah. And the next camera ship that's shown is a bright pink vessel, which has a kitty cat on the side of it. And as the camera zooms in, you see a young girl with red hair and pigtails wearing overalls who has a grease stain on her. Young inventor Amy Grunge from the Grunge Invention family, known for their kooky devices and their independent nature, selling their wares to the highest bidder, are here to prove that they have the best minds in all of Poseidon, and their technological know-how can win this race. As you... As the top of the ship opens to show part of the engine in the back, it appears to be extremely souped up with heavy, heavy modifications. And her family is here to assist her today. As it focuses and shows her grandfather and her father and her brother who are part of her crew on her ship. And then the last one that it shows that's of interest who's one of the people who finished last year's race, you see a ship which has been painted the colors of the tri-corner flag of France. <laughs> Simply known as Le Fratonity. These two brothers from New Paris are here to show that the spirit of France is here with them, and they will conquer the day. As the two twin brothers smile and wave at everyone, Rumors abound and say that they have a third brother in hiding who will come to rescue them and show the true tricolor nature. <coughs> that, I'm amazed uh, they haven't bowed out yet. <laughs> <sighs> we surrender. It's been, what, 250 years since World War II? They still haven't let that down? It's... Yeah. <laughs> With that, the camera pans up and shows a good view of all the contestants again, and all of you are on the ship. You tell me the great benefits of New France's, you know, cultural contributions. I'll listen. The cultural benefits of the wasteland. You guys should speak louder so the mic can pick you up. Yeah. Because there's a little red bar there. Uh huh. And when I talk, it goes up. Really? And yours it, it gave a little bump for you, but it could use a little bit more. Fine, I guess we have to project our voices then. Part All of this right. is a, It's what not that? that big a deal. No. It'll pick you up even if the little bar isn't showing too much. Okay. okay. Anyhow. Though I do like that Shane naturally produces, I think, an extra bar or two. Now, he was talking kind of quiet there. Oh. Hey, I was uh, mumbling through that. Yes. And so, with that, the engines start up. You hear the and water being churned as it's ready to go. Everyone has started. The ships move with wakes with each other. Last-minute preparations are checked. All right, I'll be down in the engine room if you need me. All right. I'll stand dramatically on the deck. The last minute, so we have a little time... I'll do a quick outer hall check to make sure everything's shippy shape. Okay, give me a roll. <laughs> oh. Is there a perception? 
Oh, uh, my. Yes, there's yes. awareness. What is it based off of? There are five awareness traits. Is it chemical? Intuition? Vision? I touch, will hang around to see if anything soon strikes me as feeling off. <laughs> as I have put the SP in a really high intuition. Yeah, I'll um, listen for weird noises uh, and uh, see if I see anything on the outside. So then roll me a vision and hearing check. I, I have echolocation, if that helps. But night vision. But okay. How do, we, how do we roll these? What's your... What do we roll for attributes? What do we roll, though, for... Skill-wise? Yeah. How do you roll an attribute? You roll... Oh. Hold on. There's a way to do this. Oh, bueno. bueno. I, hope, I hope it doesn't, like... Do bueno. Bueno. Let's not bring up Bueno Excelente, please. Yeah, yeah we're being broadcasted. Um, yeah. <clears throat> for those of you that don't know, Bueno Excelente is a Hitman reference from an old comic book. Alright, apparently, attribute rolls. In such cases, players roll against the attribute modifier determine... Players roll against the attribute the moderator determines is most appropriate to the situation. When making an attribute roll, the player rolls two dice against a base target number of five, modified the value by the value of the attribute. Oh. Oh. So it's just okay. five plus your attribute, then? Yeah. Oh, so, so my, my danger sense is seven or less. Oh. Damn. Yeah. So is sight and hearing a skill? Or is no, it they are separate, separate, they are separate parts of the primary Awareness attribute. is its own attribute. But there are five different subcategories of awareness. Which oh, you can geez. mix and match right, on your so own. So am I hearing or looking? Both. Give me both. Okay. Two hearing. Dice. Two dice. Uh, hearing, I got a three, which is way under eight yep. for hearing. Okay. Uh, then for vision, um, two... I got a six, which is one under the seven I would have needed. Taking a look and hearing around, you don't seem like there's anything wrong going on inside of your ship. I will get back on board. Give a thumbs up. Good. And with that, the... Ready? Get yourself strapped in. Ready is announced over loudspeakers, which echo everywhere all around you as the ocean's team set. A light goes from red to yellow, making a big sound as it does. And then there is a large ding, and then go as the green light goes on. And with that, a huge wake is made from all of the ships launching at once as they all go flying off and leave a streaming trail of water behind them. We love you, New Jamaica! Give me a boating roll to see just how good of an exit you make. This would be a boating... It's actually a driving roll because it's not sailed. Yes. 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 A driving plus... Give me one of these character sheets so I can look at the damn attributes. Maybe reflexes? <laughs> I agree. This would be agility... Or, no, dexterity. Dexterity is for the fine manipulation. Dexterity is fine manipulation. Oh, I will probably do quite well. Probably. I'm quite skilled at those. Um, you did great. <laughs> three successes? What's or the you, only, the, uh, you, you only count one. one. Oh, okay. All right. So you got, uh, I got a one. A one? A one. Uh, as good as it can be. We'll see. How good work is that? Uh, you're driving plus the two of your decks. Yeah. Eight, so eight. you got seven. So... You take off like a bat out of hell and start driving ahead of everyone else around you. 
Remember, this is as much an endurance race as it is getting out ahead. Yeah, I know. I but, I, but this co- makes us I don't think awesome. our boat is going to, you know, die of exhaustion. I think he's worried about the, not. He's worried about the fuel. It's okay. There's plenty of stats for fuel along the way. And I don't think we're going to accidentally As burn you all out. start burning out to give everyone a big show, within five minutes, the leaders of the race appear to be you, 8-Ball, and Kenshin, with the others trailing slightly behind. I'm more worried about the fact that I have this thing tuned within an inch of its life. If he runs it at red line the entire way through, the engine isn't going to hold up. Look, after we're done with the big... And with the million dollars, we'll fix it! It's not really a complication I'm worried about. Hey, we do have 10,000 miles of storm-drenched seas to get through. I understand where it's coming from, but, you know, we do have to provide a little something for, you know... Are we there yet? Somebody slap him. <laughs> Again, we got 10,000 miles. We have a long time to get pissed at each other. Don't Yarr. start yet. So, uh... Okay. Uh, I'm not driving. <laughs> with that, after everyone gets a good distance away from the actual people watching, and there's only cameras watching to a degree... Uh, it's clear that people begin to start leveling out and going a more sane speed to conserve fuel and not overpush the engines. Or hurdle ourselves headlong into a storm or anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who is navigating? Well, um, I've got a navigational one. Probably me. You got a navigation of awesome? Yeah, that's, that's right. We, we have been over this. See, I don't know what you do. I think it's human relations. Uh, <laughs> I do things. He's an art professor. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do things. Um, what was that from? Not... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm so our backup uh, on random things. We need to bribe somebody. And you're Captain Lee? I'm the guy. Yes. He's Captain Lee McKillian. Because you well, look good and have precognition? I look good at precognition and I'm a brilliant strategist. And I can double up on anything that anyone else happens to be able to do. Ah. As I have a tech of three, a driving of three, and I have navigation. I do possess navigation. Okay. So we do all have our roles. That's good. So, yeah, so I, I believe that I am uh, monitoring the weather satellites and reports on storms and currents and things and plotting our course. Yes. Yeah. And if there's a mountain, let's somewhere, hopefully get that red light, green light feeling occasionally. I'm psychic. Thing we never play for money. <laughs> I mean, not really much point. Not that you uh, pay us too much, so I wouldn't really want to wager what little salary I have. 
Granted, with three room and four on board the ship, I mean, yeah. it all works out, but still. We have enough. I food doubt to that last matters. We have a portion of the race. What's that? I don't know. How well, we while we wait for the actual pilot to return from the John, yeah. pretty much things seem to coast about, and you keep your nice three way tie you've got going between the adventure, Kenshin, and Eight Ball. I wouldn't be doing that. Or if I had a telescope, I might be checking other people out to see if there's anything fishy. There's a lot of water. It's probably something fishy. Well, dolphin's way back there. He, he was going to swim it? Crazy. <laughs> we could hear it. He'd know the dolphin was coming due to that monster base. <laughs> you know, for dolphin, that is one of watching a really bright screen. <laughs> I like pretty colors. <clears throat> so yeah. After the first couple hours of racing, suddenly it's clear the storm clouds are gathering. Give me a navigation roll there. Ready. Lucky. Speed navigation and intellect. I got a one. You rolled a one? Yep. What's your difficulty? Six. Six. Okay, so you have the ship on perfect course right now. In fact, you managed to plot down a little a little extra that helps you shave, shave some minutes off of the actual trip itself. Is this why I'm captain? I got an excellent grip. Uh, yeah, you did. You've got a good uh, vibe to people. But a storm mm-hmm. is gathering on the horizon. If we keep at this speed, we might beat this thing out before it comes up on the cascade. Maybe we should up the speed then? No, I think we're probably going to do okay. Okay. All right. Just keep hand on the tiller. Give me a driving roll, Mike. Or what is it? Gregory Harper. Harper. That's not good. You didn't make it. No, no. I think I made. I, I have a very good driving and you know, decent dexterity, so I made it. Yeah, you made What's it. What's your action value? I have one. Oh, you! Oh, it's the difference between the yeah, the and you. Okay, one made it by one. So you managed to so <laughs> far be going good, and but the storm is starting to gather in strength, and little bits of rain begin to pelt down around all of you. Now, give me another driving roll. That's not fair. That's being completely unscientific. Once again. Science. Science. <laughs> Scientifically speaking, Mike's just as lucky as anyone else in the room. See, and that's at five. So. See, science told it to go. Yeah. <laughs> we have years and years of anecdotal evidence. You're all that's that fact. A- anecdotal. 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 Yes. A- anecdotal. So Not anecdotal. 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 Awesome. Anecdotal. Awesome. 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 Um... Besides, we only tried recording it that one time. 
and it came out statistically pretty even. Yeah. Now I thought it came out blue. No. As long as you're looking at it, it doesn't do it. <laughs> Luck is a funny thing like that. Yes. She'd be a cruel mistress. Now, if he was rolling in a game, we'd just watch as like, oh, and that roll that Mike had to make and his head exploded. <laughs> and then there was that roll that, you know, Sean felt like making, and he bet way outside of statistical probability and killed 50 men in one <laughs> shot. Like, like a bastard. I don't think that's ever happened. Yes, yes. Oh, oh I'll just draw these cards because I'm a huckster. Oh, I could get screwed over. Oh, I'll blow them all up. Cool. Done this like seven rounds in a row. I should have fallen where I in the middle. Doing an additional res every round to statistically test and still didn't fail. Okay, yeah. what was the last roll? Uh, five. You've reached the value of five? The, yes, a, yes, value is five. Okay. Take that, Mr. Science. <laughs> As the storm begins to get stronger, the winds whipping up. You manage to keep the vessel going, and just as the first crack of lightning goes yeah. down behind you, you manage to break free of the storm clouds completely, and you look behind you and you see the sun shining. You look back behind and you see off in the distance as you tick, pick up your different little telescopes and take a look. Which in my case is my eyes. You manage to see... A few of the other vessels. Eight Ball is now in third, and suddenly breaking free from the storm clouds and right up there with you in the water is Kenshin. Wow. The Bishonen Japanese boy Mm -hmm. and his crew seem to be keeping neck and neck with you. Eight Ball falling in the third with the rest of the people trailing behind. And... Dead last right now is Jack Bartholomew, representing BioGene Corp. Oh, that's good news. Pretty boy. Yeah, you're, uh, you're one to talk. Mm. Hey, mine's natural. Um, yeah. That's debatable. I didn't get it modified after birth, okay? Yes, yes, you can blame your parents for your good looks. All, all 50 of them? <clears throat> Look, just because not everyone there has the benefit of... There wasn't 50 like of them. Not the benefit was, of a college education. Not everyone gets to. It was probably only five. I mean, gene sequencing in the colonies is pretty apt science now. Yeah. Pinch along, John. You're all set. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Hmm. I did mean to take. Um, it did wonders for me. One of those en- enhancements specifically because that would mean that the undersea powers gave me a fistful of lightning. Um, <laughs> oh, that um, one. Yeah. <laughs> too, too bad. Give me another driving roll. I lose cards again. <laughs> Woo! Seven. Your action value was a seven? Yeah, I rolled another one. All right. See? Yeah. 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 It's not that you always lose. It's just that the the, the toothpicks is on the side more. Yeah, I mean, you uh, you do better than I do. 
thought they were called transhumans or something. <laughs> they are, but I'm just talking about the only thing I can think of where there's something like practically perfect. And yeah. superior to mankind. And from Mars way. and precognitive. He's not blue. not blue. He's got that going. Not blue. I do not believe he's a giant. <laughs> he has three fingers. Yeah. That uh, came from the moon. Goodbye, oh. And hello, Ooh. You know, I'd like to see that series again. I would do. Which one? Uh, Exosquad. <clears throat> After about a good eight hours straight of driving and piloting, you are now unequivocally have a actual good lead over every other oh. driver at the moment. Well, this can't go well. What? You know that Kenshin and 8-Ball are now neck and neck for number two. And coming up, surprisingly, from behind, the number third is Heavy Bite. Oh. That dolphin's dynamite. Yeah. Go Flipper. Damn fish. Yeah, I've worked with some really good fish over the years. You know... Satoshi, set up... Set up... Thank you. I've worked with some pretty bad fish in my years. Very bad fish. You know that soon enough you're going to have to pull over to the first pit stop, Skull Coast Cave, which has an automated refueling station and port just waiting. It's only a couple of leagues out now, then you'll veer off to hopefully fuel up, and it hopefully won't take too long, and get back on course. All right. Make our way there. So, Lucky, give me another navigation roll. Alright, let's see here. I guess I'm going to have to sleep at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, after we get out of... Uh... Well, while we're refueling, we should probably nap. Well, how long does it usually take to refill? Get an EV of 5. Okay, so you managed to plot in a really good course to get you there to the refueling facility as fast as possible. Refueling should take You're a backup driver. about an hour at the most to set up all the equipment, fill all your fuel tanks, and be off again. Now, let us make a quick note. Yes? I have no idea how much fuel a ship consumes in real life. Sadly, it actually gives the statistics for that in there. Did you look? Uh, I did not list the stats for um, what our boat consumes, but I know it's, it is listed among the boat stats. You know... I can find it for you if you I, like. Uh, I don't know that it matters. Well, it gives an idea of how long refueling takes. Gives an idea of how long refueling takes. Gives an idea of how much somebody who tweaked their Boats engines might be able to lighten the load. the last they give. I run on less gas. I'm a hybrid vehicle. <laughs> I'm able to make this run without even refueling. Well, no, they have to refuel. The refuel's faster. And they run a little faster, maybe, because, you know, less water weight. That dolphin mobile, that's like, you know, five or four extra crew. Okay, just hydro foil. Uh, Toy's not doing as well. Yeah. Yeah, well. But he, he doesn't well, worry as much about the hurricane too, knocking kinda. his boat out and causing him to drown. <laughs> that stuff just isn't like carbon fiber. I mean, it's the real deal, I heard. Uh-huh. This is not gold. Yeah. So you can travel 500 miles on your 
uh, craft before needing to refuel. Oh, okay. Well, that means it's only a mere 20 stops. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's how many wonderful th- to know. I forget, how many days is the thing supposed to take? It's like a two-week thing? Um, well, it's a hydro- we're in a hydrofoil, so it's probably only like two days. Oh, wow. It's just we're making a stop probably like every two hours. Oh. Because hydrofoils go fast. Yes, I have it written Speed down. Speed 72, 144. Yeah, I wrote those down. I don't know what those mean. <laughs> um, they're not. Well, miles. it could very well be that one of them is when it's in the water, and one of them is when it's out. That huh? It's a hydrofoil. It's a, yeah, it's hydrofoil. They run on top of the water. Oh, oh. Hydroplaning. Yeah. Oh. So when we're going, vehicles fast. cruising and top speed kilometers uh, per uh, hour. Okay, that works. Then before the slash, the vehicle's cruising speed. Oh, it's and then after the slash is the vehicle's top speed. Yes. So wow. nautical kilometers. We are not in a racing hydrofoil. We are in a real hydrofoil. They don't give a racing hydrofoil. Nope. We'll assume that it's probably well, that's higher. That's because a racing hydrofoil um, would be like 10,000 miles. I, I can go like 30. Ah, there's something to that. So we might. You didn't think we were in a racing boat, did you? Vehicles. I was going to say. There's things that are a small. These are keeping that in mind. It's been only about five hours. Then. Okay. And your. Basically starting to run low on gas, and you need to hit the first refueling point. You know that you have a clear lead on everyone, and to fill up your 500-gallon tank, it is probably going to take a good hour to fuel that baby up. At least... Does it sound right to everyone in there? Yeah. Uh, it takes, what, like three or four minutes? It takes like two minutes to fuel the gas tank, like 20 gallons... Um, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. We'll assume that with doing also maintenance checks or whatever else. And uh, having to, all the complex things involved with doing it to a boat. <clears throat> you see Skull Coast Cave, as it's called, after a good 20 minutes, and it appears to have a cave on this little island that you swear is probably only a kilometer long at the most. Mm-hmm. Tropical little bushes on it with a few bit of grass on the like of it, and you see that there is a metallic-built dock, which someone came out here and put, and there's a couple of gigantic oil tanks which have been filled here, and it appears to be almost entirely automated. There's enough docking space here that a good 15 ships can probably, around your size, can dock at once, or two or three uh, bigger ships, and that you're guessing probably for the better part of the year, this is one of those automated facilities that people rent out or buy the use of from a distance online and then bring their ships mm-hmm. up and refuel there. As you can see, there are heavy anti-vehicular uh, guns which have also been stationed around the oil drums and the like as well. well and a- there is a little structure which has been built on the island, which appears to be for maintenance crews to live in if they come out here and need to perform maintenance for a while. As you drive up towards the area and park, the computer inside your ship is scanned by the computer which runs the refueling station, and immediately 
Several robotic servo arms begin to go over, open your gas tank, and start to go through the process of putting in the gas. Now, give me an intuition roll. Uh, Two dice. Travesty. I need an action value of four. You know that something is very, very wrong right now. Just something is not right. Alright, so I figure we got about... Uh, a creepy feeling. What do you mean a creepy feeling? Head above deck. <laughs> Round. As you see, the robotic mechanical servo arm goes... And opens up the fuel cell. And then the hose nearby goes... And attaches itself and begins to... Begin squirting fuel into uh, the... Test the uh, fuel... Test the what? All right, all right. Do a chemical check. I don't know. Yeah, it's right. let me uh, let me get to the um, let me look, get to the tank here. Look out. So I'll go to the tank mm-hmm. and I will open up Should the uh, keep a look out. interior right, port for it, and I'll grab a sample of the fuel that's coming in so I can take a look at it underneath the uh, ship's tools and make sure that it's up to grade. Okay, give me a chemical. Okay. Five plus whatever your chemical is. Yeah. What's chemical for in the awareness? No, no, that's true. That's, no, that's. Yeah, but, but there is a chemistry. There's, there's chemistry. chemistry. All right. Oh, so he's doing chemistry. Does anyone have chemistry? Yes. I have it in one. A little bit. Okay. Uh, <coughs> why do I have it in one? Probably from your life path. Well, some, I'm just wondering where in there. Okay, so yeah, I know meteorology. I'll set the computer to reading it. All right, I'll give you a bonus for the computer assisting. Especially where we are now. Uh, and that would be I wish that was your intellect. Than a one on my one. Well, I rolled like a one, botany. which I gives me an action value of two. That's a very well. Number five base. <sighs> oh wait, for and this isn't an attribute check. This is a uh, skills. Yeah. That's right, skills. So, taking a look at what it is and reading it, you realize this is not fuel, which is, this is not standard high-grade fuel that's being put into the hydrofoil right now. In fact, the stuff that's being put into your hydrofoil right now, that's being filled with it, will probably kill your engine after about a good 20, 30 miles kilometers off. Scrambling after the... Stop the pump! Stop the pump! Stop! Okay, make a... uh, I, I'm kind of roll with this speed. With computers? I knife the pump. <laughs> I shoot it. Cut it off. Don't shoot it. This could turn into an action. Are movie. you going to... <laughs> is somebody going to stab the pump? Well, I know there was like a... Uh, in theory, line. Yeah, so I'm just going to be like... <laughs> Give me a attack roll against the... Um, uh, woo. Let me see the book real quick. Check something I can do. We are going For to explode. This will be great. People listening in, here we go. This well, may be the moment of truth. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't cut it. Good. I'm attacking it. Well, it's a stationary object, so you're going to get a bonus. Uh, What'd you roll? Huh? I rolled two sevens. What's you your target number okay, to hit with a knife? Arm combat a three. Oh, plus my agility, so it's a five. So a five, seven. Then you hit it. Okay. So roll the damage value of your knife. Ooh. That's three. Three. Uh, I got nothing. Okay, so your knife kind of just goes against grates against the 
metal piping of the, the, the plastic piping of the hose to no effect. Okay, I'm because I'm going to throw the purge on the fuel tank, so at least we're pumping this stuff directly into the water around us. <laughs> Hydrological uh, disaster! fuel tanks, we probably have multiple because it's a boat. Alright. I have my, um... Can I try again? My neural uplink jack. Mm-hmm. Which allows me to interface with devices and cut, and because of the way it's set up, it's it, it's wireless. It can use it through radios because this is 1998. Um, <laughs> it's not Wi-Fi. Wow. Yeah, what's Wi-Fi? Uh, but yes, I can interface with devices that are, but amazing radio because it's anything as long as I can see it within 25 kilometers. I can well, interface with it. So, if I can see, like, the, the device that controls the pump from where I am, I can try to interface with it until it stops pumping. Okay, give me a computer's roll. Woot. Computer plus intellect. Ooh. Meanwhile, you start purging. Yeah, so great. I said it You purge. mean computers minus intellect. Oh, no. Ooh. That was a negative six. <laughs> I think I'm going to continue with my low-tech lightning plan. going to... <laughs> I will. Att- I'm going to walk up to an attempt to, to work with it. So what do you mean? The computer. Oh, the computer on the ship to yeah. access the computer in there. Yes. Okay, give me a computer's roll. My computer plus it is my computer is plus an elect, and that six still gets it for me with an actual value two. Woo! So you managed to shut the pipe down, the the fuel line down. And it's you could be another attack roll because you said you were. Doing I made it. another one. Uh, I got a one on that one. It was a good an attack roll. Unfortunately, I rolled all five, so I'm still not earning the damn thing. I'm like, stop stabbing it! Not stabbing it. I'm sawing it. You're gonna get fuel all over the boat. No, he won't. He'll get whatever noxious concoction is in there. But stop it! I've no, no. turned off. It's fuel. It's just not anything won't run through the I'd engine. I probably hear it turn off when you turn it yeah. off. It's all kind right. of probably. I'm gonna go see if I can check any of these other pumps. See if they're actually outputting anything. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, well, the whole race is screwed. Uh, all right. So, yeah. how, how do we get this stuff out of the? It's already going. You just purge that be. tank. So um, into the water. Scramble up. And, yes. He's native. I think he's got the right. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, and then I'm going to scramble up, and I'm going to begin uh, with my portable kit. Run over and see if I can get into the other tanks and see if any of them have the fuel that we can use. Is Maplewood aquatic? Alright, is there any engineering or... I have tech. Yes, there's tech. There's tech, tech. There's electronics and mechanics. What's it under? I I have electronics and mechanics. I also have computers. I'm going to go check out that to blow it up to see if they have any real (laughs) fuel in it. Does that sound okay? What are you doing? What? Check out the maintenance shed to see if there's any real fuel in it. It's a good idea. I'll go with you. It's chemistry okay. under. Chemistry under physical, physical science. science. Although at this point, I believe grabbing something for killing. Is okay, give me a chemistry roll. Okay. Okay. So travesty and Chevy are heading towards the. Uh, so the I get track. some samples, but I can't read what I can't tell. Well, how much did you fail by? Because you probably get bonuses since you're taking your time to. Uh, I got four above my. Uh, Target number three. Okay, you're gonna have to keep checking, basically, to yeah. look him over. Yeah. We're gonna head to the maintenance shed. I'm taking my rifle. He's, he's him. Yeah. yeah. He has a gun. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so, we're gonna see if there's any real fuel in that thing. Okay. So that time. Okay. Basically, the island is like this. You have the multiple docks with okay. the actual multiple pumps. You have yeah. A couple of these gigantic. 
drums, like the gigantic, super huge ones, you know, the ones out by River Rouge. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that size on yeah. the island, oh, wow. which are probably what the pumps take their fuel from. And then you have a maintenance shed, which yeah. looks like you're probably going to host like four or five people inside of it. Oh, okay, it's much smaller than I thought it was. Yeah. In retrospect, I realized the fact that we have a 500 gallon gas tank means we're not going to find a gas can we can carry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a good thought there. So as I sit on top of this drum and I mm-hmm. fish out another thing full, I'm like, ah, that's not a good sample. And so I put it back into the little pocket computer and I'm like, <gasps> so and boring. I roll the one. Okay, you see that about um, out of the The only reason I might want to do that ten separate pumps which are here, six of them are corrupted. Okay, wow, six of them are pre-filled with corrupted fuel. Uh, that one, that one, that one, or that one. Get the boat to it. (laughs) Okay, I'll back it up. All right, should we do something about the other ones? Uh, I don't know if they got toxic stuff in them. I mean, maybe we should at least put a mark on them. Is there anybody else on this island? I'm gonna go down. It's completely automated. It appears there's no other people on it. And I am going to deactivate the pumps that are feeding from the bad. All right. uh, The bad fuel. Okay, give me a electronics roll. (laughs) Figure out. Oh, already had a warning. Was where I come off. I got an action value of four. With that, you managed to completely shut down the pumps which are pumping the bad fuel. We'll, mm. uh, we'll let them sit there for a minute before they figure out why the pumps aren't working, but uh, at least this way we aren't going to sabotage them. Let's decide, you know, to override your not making the pumps work. That's your own fault at that point. I will scratch in, not cut in, but scratch in on the barrels of bad fuel. They're gigantic. Oh, they're huge. They're big. They're like the oil refinery barrels. There's pumps. That's never going to happen. The actual pumps themselves, like the gas station Uh, pumps, that have... I'll use sticky notes. We have sticky notes. Which seem not impossible in the future, right? Uh, That seems bad to have in a boat where there's lots of water. Yeah. Paper would get. Uh, They, they, They wouldn't work. Well, damn. I have no idea that... You probably can put some, like, red... Like warning tape to be like yeah X. yes that that works taping so you're taping big X's because we still yep. gotta wait for the fuel to go so mm-hmm. we probably have time to run to some barrels oh, and throw some X's I'll give on the warning but there are corrupted tanks I'm just gonna power nap <laughs> there's a big red meanwhile <laughs> after you're doing this pulling in you see Kenshin and Eight Ball starting to their ship starting to pull up to the refueling station. Mm-hmm. Anyone that can hear me, this is the adventure, Captain Daniels. I'm just going to give you the warning that six of the pumps are pumping corrupted fuel, not not the stuff you actually want on your ship. Just so you know, don't try and override the uh, shutdown on them. A very cultured voice answers back. How do I know that I can trust you, adventure? Could this not be but a plot to make sure that we are pumping said bad fuel? I didn't say which tanks were bad. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit. I gave you the warning. You want to pump the bad fuel, pump the bad fuel. (laughs) And then you hear a more dark, gravelly voice return in. This is 8-Ball. We thank you for the warning adventure, and we'll keep it in mind. Oh, they're getting in, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, up we lost a good solid five, six minutes there playing with that giant hose. That's okay. We still got a ten minute need on our refueling. <laughs> this is actually, they came in as you guys are towards the end yeah. of oh. your refueling. Uh, right. so we, we got a good lead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we got a... Uh, we did eat up that 20 minutes we had on that storm that was behind us, so hopefully... Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And just then you hear the thunder rolling overhead as you hear fuel re- refueled. All right, let's get down. Yeah. And the pump unlatches itself and goes up and rewinds and the ship starts, its, starts up again. As you pull off back to continue the race. Alright. I do have to say, though, the biomod that makes you luckier is the silliest one in the game. (laughs) (laughs) You're not luckier, you're just more likely to know about bad things by way of psychic boogie magic. (laughs) (laughs) You're a Martian, it makes sense to me. (laughs) Uh, Right. Alright, so we batten down old steam and yar! Alright, give right. me a navigation roll and then a driving roll. Yep. First, let's see the navigation roll. Action value. Uh, I think I get an AB2. No, you feel pretty bad. Uh, yes. Action value. Hey, don't blame Alright, now give me a driving roll. That cut a damn That's a five. Yeah. You got lucky. Well, no. Okay. You managed to cut. Amazing cut there. Now, this time, that was a good knifing roll. A one, two, three. One, two, two. Yeah. What do you roll for your actual value to be a five? I'm curious. Uh, three. Oh, okay. So, after we get out of here, we should probably, uh, once we get going, I figure we should probably start trading off, so, uh... Alright, you want me to watch the, uh, yeah. room and, uh... Me and Shiv can get some sleep, and then we'll take over. He Shiv. Yeah, but not part, oh. yeah. 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 Okay, so we'll get sleep and then take over. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, how good am I at navigating? Um, bad. Alright. Do you navigate? Hmm? Let, let's see. Um, navigation? Probably about as bad as him. One, two dice. I have two. One, oh, I'm, I'm worse than him. Yeah, I'm worse than him too. I don't know what else I add to navigation. Do I add intellect? That's gonna be okay. I, uh, You're worse than I, I leave am. You guys are worse than plot. <laughs> like, okay. It's, it's, it's there. You plot good. Uh, and we'll just try not to fuck it up. And I uh, leave the computer on to tell me if anything's changing. Yeah, the, I definitely have to go eat something. I'm real hungry now. Well, you can drive the ship from anywhere, man. So. No, no, I have to be able to see it. Our notes that our <laughs> gaming sessions often have profanity in them. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I hadn't even noticed it yet. But I've been wondering about it. Yeah, but this will come with a whole... Bunch of disclaimers by the time we're done. 
warning, profanity, and profanity, occasional in jokes. In jokes. <laughs> yeah. May not be appropriate for children under the age of eighteen. Yeah. All right. And certainly not appropriate for adults. <laughs> Time passes, and now we go to the alternate shift crew. Now, who's driving, and who's navigating? Oh, shit. This will be interesting. So All right. This will be quite the adventure. So what do I add to driving? No. Your dexterity. Okay. You can leave them some notes, but I don't know if it'll help. Well, no, I thought you were going to Look at a bonus from your notes, but he's still going to have to apply I the thought it was going to be me and action value? crew. You're, you're, as opposed to you. But you're the main crew. Okay. Yeah. The two yeah, of us are going. Well, I didn't want to leave I did not work. fail it. I wanted to put us a main and a secondary on each that. How many dice do you roll for your, uh... Hmm? How many dice do you roll for your... I got two. two? Okay. Does he get a bonus because I left him a bunch of notes? The navigator gets the bonus. So yeah. make the That's navigation the roll. I'm just trying to keep What's this the bitch from trashing the rocks. <laughs> it is navigation plus intellect. I made it. When he gets Action his four to six hours sleep, he's coming back up and making over. But between the look, but between not too much sleep and my um, biological modifications, I do eat a lot. Twenty-five percent more metabolism. Oh yeah. I wasn't aware the ship became reduced in a quarter, but <laughs> malt liquor in one hand. <laughs> it's boat. Fine boat. Just gotta have my foot on the pedal all the way. What is the exact description of the, the other reasons why they wouldn't be completely racing hydrofoils? Because as soon as, like, you know, the water gets choppy. Yes. A more versatile version of the Neural Jack exists that includes a radio modem. This uplink jack or link jack allows the user to interface with any device fitted with an All uplink right. transceiver. Give me a another driving roll now. Fuck. Yeah. you guys, how much how much sleep are you getting, Mike? Uh, we're probably doing two hours. Ooh, bad shifts. Didn't make it. Just a flat out. Did not <laughs> make that. All right.
Well, theoretically, they have to have I, their big cruise eventually. Yeah, I know. I mean... They are. Oh. And I'm rolling two dice for their oh. B team as well. Oh. Except for 8-Ball. Don't, don't. He's a robot. Bastard. <laughs> I don't sleep. Sleep is for the weak. I've swallowed 50 flight amphetamines. <laughs> also on the robot. <laughs> I know well, I have my theory on what eight ball is, though that's kind of silly. What? But theoretically possible. Huh? I've got my theory on what eight ball is. What? He's my brother. <laughs> the hell! <laughs> no speed. It kind of reminds me of Bracerics. Kind of reminds me of Bracerics too. By the time that you've had a good four to six hours of rest. And you guys have managed to refuel at another stop while they were sleeping without any hassles. You have fallen behind quite a bit. When you come up to check the positions of the race, you currently see that in the lead right now is 8-ball by a huge margin. Following behind 8-ball in second place is Heavy Bite. And trailing behind in third is is, uh, Kenshin. Followed by you and Amy Grunge, tied for fourth. Jay, this race changed a bit. We're not at the back. back at least. The third and last place is Calamity Sally. uh, The last place, not third, obviously. The last place is Calamity Sally and La Fraternity, trailing behind everyone as Jack Bartholomew has managed to actually make up for some of his lost time with his alternate crew. That is pretty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Alright, you guys are going to sleep for the rest of the race. Uh, risk you want. I might be able to manage that. I don't know. Fuck. It's just I've one failed roll. <laughs> but then again. A failed roll gives you an X. Ooh. Yeah. A failed, see, the way I'm working it is this. Uh-huh. If you succeed in yeah. the roll with just a bare success, you get a point. If you succeed with an action value of five, you get two points. If you succeed with an action value higher than five, you get three points. If you fail, you get an X. No points. Ow. Oh. Okay. okay. Right now, your tally, the tallies are this. 8-Ball has 13... Uh, going down, Jack Bartholomew has 8. Heavy Bite has 11. 8-Ball has 13. Calamity Sally has 7. Kenshin has 10. Amy Grunge has 9. La Fraternity has 7. And The Adventure has 9. Mm. Right. That's some ground to make up. Yep. But, uh, no, I think that works pretty well for a system. They slip by me in the night. Don't worry, we'll probably try and make it up. Just felt wrong. What? Let someone else do toxic fuel. Do you mean, uh, are you suggesting we should have been a little less sporting about it? Technically, it's not being less sporting, it's just not being nice. I mean, it's not like, you know, we should have realized it. Well, uh,. I was just going to disable the pumps, but uh, you obviously had to make an announcement, and uh, she have had to put giant red X's, our emergency tape, over it. 
which okay. really surprised really the hell out of me. really want to win the race, and I hate to say this because it's me, and I'm usually all for forms of trickery, we really want to win the race to get to the end and take out... You sabotaged everything. First one's there. Only one to see what was going on. Must have been us. Yes. That would have been the probably the opinion of those people. I would have loved that... to have seen them prove how we changed all the fuel in all those tanks. I've been a criminal long enough to know that proof is not necessary <laughs> to get someone arrested. But at the same time, now that we've gone over one very interesting... I wonder who pulled that. Especially if they just got tied up in litigation. Anyone they were like, well, you can have your million dollars when the case is over. Yeah, that could happen one day. But, I mean, you know, what, now that we've shown that it wasn't us who did that, I mean, the next time somebody tries to pull something, you know, we might not have to be as nice. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. I guess. Maybe. We'll steer the boat better. With that, a storm suddenly picks oh. up over the horizon. Oh, man, we're not going to be able to run that. And that means the waters it, become it? choppy. Yep. The right. rain starts coming down Ow. in buckets and gallons, and lightning begins to crash. After a good 20 minutes of driving, you're suddenly in a raging Class 1 cyclone. You can see the water spout all around as you've had to put on your rain gear, and the ships are barely holding on. Now, driving roll with difficulty. Uh-oh. Navigation roll with difficulty. Uh-oh. Hey, all right. What'd you get? I rolled a one. All right. Gives me an AV of five. I rolled a three, which is one of a, a five, normally. Okay. There is some difficulty involved, as you said, so this alters things. Well, his navigation roll managed to cancel out the penalty. Oh. So, oh, nice. you're managing to go through this storm. Not so bad. Man. Don't you think enough... Our, and that other thing. Our, our rain gear um, is actually just pressing a button on the suit. I, I like that. I'm supposed to just hang on to something and, you know, cackle madly. I uh, don't think Sorry, we don't really have a mast for you to hang on to. I know, to. if we had one, I would. Well, you put up a little flag if you'd like, but we're the adventure, not the, um, the blood queen or whatever you call a... Is there anything ah, in the ship ah, called the adventure? Ah, we're going to kill a yeah. shark and a whale. <laughs> Treasure and gold. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to get as many nautical references as possible on this trip. Yes. I figured it's better than the revenge. Well, that's true. I mean, this could be a much worse adventure. It's it could be that we were hydrofoil racing while being chased by a giant shark being chased by a giant whale. Being chased by a giant squid? Uh, squid doesn't get to come. It was made for TV. I could do this. She is a killer. <laughs> this is real. It is. But the movie. It's not really a killer. <laughs> I was talking about Moby well, Dick and Joe following us. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Though Moby Dick generally doesn't go after people. Okay, so we're chasing a whale while a shark is chasing us. But the Nautilus. <laughs> yes, and then we get attacked by a submarine. Sword of the ocean. But then it crashes into Rapture. Give me another uh, roll, you two, for navigating out of the storm. We have to worry about bailing or anything? I've got the pumps running full blast. Start losing Besides, up. everything's all sealed up. We're pretty much watertight. I'm getting very lucky with these threes. You know, wait. 
In fact, I don't have any useful yeah, uh, five. Okay. Either, I don't think I've rolled oh, once so far this night and not gotten a three. You've been doing very well this gaming session. Well, I'm rolling low. <laughs> this is your system, Mike. That's all there is to it. I don't know, because usually in roll low systems, when we're, when we're not paying attention, I roll high. Maybe the bad luck thing is, like you know, a trope that doesn't apply anymore. Like my bad driving. Well, I know what I'm doing. That still applies. I, I, was, oh. I don't drive with you anymore, man, but, so I can't really tell. But, uh... Wax out. I haven't killed you since, like... Oh, sorry, I haven't almost killed you since, like, 2002. That's true. It's true. I haven't been in a car I've, I've also stopped taking very long car rides with you since then. storm is pretty wide. I don't know how long it's going to take us to get out of it this rate we're going. Well, if it's bad for us, it's bad for them, right? True. Except for the fish. No, no, I guess. And speaking <laughs> about the fish, <laughs> suddenly you just see <laughs> your and you see this glowing neon light show <laughs> that's visible in the middle of the storm just speed past you. That dolphin must know how to do some damn fine engineering as he doesn't seem that impeded by the storm. We all can follow it like a beacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately for him, he's got that extra, you know, three tons of water in the middle of his boat. That's a nice ballast. That's true. Follow the water-breathing mammal. And... After several hours, you manage to break through the storm, and the new leaderboard is as follows. Heavy and 8-ball, neck and neck, with you at a solid second place. Though really third, because heavy, bite, and 8-ball are neck and neck. The closest competitors that you have behind you are Amy Grunge, Kenshin, and Jack Bartholomew, who has been slowly and steadily reclaiming portions of the race, bit by bit. Team LaFrance is missing? Team LaFrance no, is still there. The with the Marshall, the They're in the back with Calamity Sally. Yeah. Alright. Good. <laughs> Junior's great. Just to make sure the race is fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking, this is the adventure. Um, everybody make it out of that storm okay? As suddenly you hear a strange voice come back, I had no problem with it at all, two legs. God, does it have to sound like a Eat my wake! <laughs> Damn fish. Damn fish. It's not a fish. It's a mammal. Of anyone on this boat... I'd probably know that the best. This we is precisely the reason why I'm saying damn fish. That storm was probably the lightest we're going to see on the rest of this race. You would do well to remember what you have learned while going through it. Uh, thanks for the tip. And as this is the future, I'm really not sure why I'm holding this up like it's a CB radio. <clears throat> we use radio waves to make our ship do things. 
It could be a CB radio. All right. Several more hours pass while you're racing on. Give me an intuition roll. <laughs> dun, dun. I'm glad yeah, I told you, Sean's a plot device. <laughs> well, I rolled a one on the dice, which uh, suddenly you feel there's something wrong. You're out now going through the wide open blue when a speck appears on the horizon. Yes, it's it another ship. There's something out there. I. Racingly? <laughs> it does not actually pop out like Aaron Stack, but I wish. <laughs> Steel. Variable magnification up to 5x. <laughs> so, what can I see? Give me a vision roll. <gasps> vision? Oh no. It gives me a plus two to things like this. So, so I managed to barely make it um, at a two. Okay. <laughs> As you look on out there, you see what appears to be a ship, which is just the regular uh, standard model of the hydrofoil that it is. There's no markings on it to identify it in any way. And you see there are about four rough-looking men inside, all wearing wetsuits, and... They are seem to be heading towards your direction right now. They're uh, actually probably wearing dry suits. That's what they're that's called. That's what they're called. They're so awesome. They automatically they're so dry awesome. themselves. Well, no, they, they switch from right? casual to yes. <laughs> you know, tight, wet wear, waterproof. There's also that you wear dry suits when you're dealing with ocean water because ocean water is cold and you don't want to freeze to death. Yeah. But it's the fact that the, the suits will they're warm all, you off. The four of them are wearing dry suits. Yes. <laughs> and they seem to be not too friendly, or maybe they are, you're not sure, but they're headed in your direction. And not from the direction the racers are going. No. Uh, they're kind of coming from the side. Another hydrofoil coming in. What? Four guys. Should they don't look friendly. Well, uh... That's why we have guns. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have this side railway. I think uh, maybe we should try and outrun them. Instead of That's probably the best idea. We I'm should have us a course that. that way we can tack sideways and kind of blend into the rest of the uh, line that's going on here. And then give me another vision roll, everyone. Oh, God. Everybody gets to make That's cool. Vision. <laughs> Woo! I got it. What? I failed that. Oh. I got four. Yeah. Wait. Oh, oh, wait. No, no, no. I... A zero. Everyone who makes it, yeah. though you made it big, you start seeing more of these tiny specks I, and oh, ships coming. Holy crap! What the? Who are I, these people? Uh, I don't know. And then suddenly, you see them start to raise black flags with skulls and crossbones on what? them. Oh, you so can you talk pirate me. at them? Oh, I could do something along those lines. Um. Uh, trickery, piracy, look for things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we can outrun this? Uh, Maybe. What, kind of, what kind of ships are they in? They're in hydrofoils as well. This is probably... Um, anybody have Underworld, or is there some skill like that? Uh, it's a culture, that's a culture, and it's not Earth, I have it. 
street, I, I street culture. Street culture. Have a, it could be street. Um, street culture would be my guess. Could be cetacean. Could be colonial. It could be um, native, depending on what kind of it's, pirates it's, they are. There's a lot. See, the well, it wouldn't be cetacean, there. as it's not dolphin pirates. Oh, you well, don't know yeah. that. Yeah. Probably colonial. Their commander could be an orca. I think colonial yes. or yeah. street. The dread pirate Shamu. You never <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> that is one really, really. Actually, big, you know, like, I, 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 I see it more of you know. That, Just the, imagine the big fucking band there. A, vi- a vicious band, <laughs> you know, a vicious band of uh, free willies. Someone hit it. <laughs> That's true. We could be attacked by a pod of artillery boring. <laughs> my God, up. that whale's spin has been replaced by a hook. <laughs> Just because its tail is a big peg. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a rudder. It helps for steering. It's more buoyant. So everyone can give me either a native or a street culture. Well, yeah, I don't know who they are. Streets. I got a dice. Or they can roll their just their Woo! intellect. I made it. I didn't get no action value, but I made it. I'm I made curious. it as well with an action value of one. With I one. made it with an AV of four. Okay, for street. You're guessing then, those of you who all made it, that this is a attack party for a larger pirate vessel that's probably further out that can't keep up with all your hydrofoils. These are fast-moving hydrofoils which are meant to keep up and board other ships and attack them and the like. You see several of them now heading in various different directions, and one seems to be focusing on your ship. Okay. Right. Uh, so, we might be able to maneuver them, the but uh, they're probably going to be able to keep up, and if they're armed, ready for crazy well, we're going to have some problems. I'm going to look jump. for something that floats. Look for a white piece of cloth and a stick we can stick on it. Do we have any money or anything that looks like money? Somehow I think what? that they're probably going to be after the ship. They you, might be. You're surrendering to them? No. I'm going to put it on a buoy and float it out to them. Hopefully they'll take long enough that it buys us a little time. Uh, I'm Floating just going to rub the engine. I like yeah, that better. Just, uh, let's go. Okay, fine. The, uh, well, if Jim, you want to try that, go ahead. You and the yeah. captain can deal with the pirates. Uh, I'll just make sure that we have Well, we can do go. this, too, obviously. <laughs> we okay. can do you know this what? Let me see your rifle. <laughs> Not your rifle, his rifle. Uh, oh, right, it's down in the... Yeah. Okay. So While you're down there, you might want to grab a vest, Actually, too. Actually, yeah, bring up the stuff. So, give me a driving roll, then. Long range. Oh, ooh, that's a uh, six. Okay, you seem to be doing a fairly good job of outmaneuvering these guys for the moment. They don't seem to be... They're, they're having a hard time keeping up, but they are trying their best to keep following you as you're starting to pull off some extra maneuvers. And you start hearing, I'm not you shaking know, these guys. <laughs> the, over your radios, throw down your weapons and prepare to be boarded. <sighs> oh, wait, you're captain, you better. Oh, wait, you're busy doing something. Uh, I don't know. I feel, since we're all in this race together, maybe we should be democratic about this. Uh, anybody else out there feel like throwing down their weapons and being boarded? <clears throat> I will have no difficulty outrunning these morons. <laughs> you hear suddenly from 8-Ball. 
Let's uh, try and do that. And then you hear, bitches don't know about my laser. (laughs) 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 And what appears to be the sound of heavy weaponry coming from the neon. (laughs) (laughs) Dispeckled rim dolphin vessel of heavy bite. Begin to go off. You know, I thought that the dolphin was going to be saying that like, <laughs> far, far before this happened, but that's okay. What I wouldn't give for a mortar, a rocket launcher. It's your ship, man. Give me another drive roll, Mike. The thing would tip. I don't know how the dolphin does it. Counterweight about all the water and crow. Another six. What you? An action value of six? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, they're starting, you're, you're keeping your distance, but you have not lost them at all. They're, they've hey. kept and maintained their distance now. These guys do not give up! Are we armed? You managed to come up and right. throw around the weapons and the like now. So what are you two doing? Probably taking aim ahead of time, because... Yeah. Okay, now you're going to have, it's going to be very difficult, because the ships are moving around at high speeds yep. and knocking around and the like. So you have five added to your difficulty. Ooh. So that means... Hmm. Alright. Neat. I gotta roll. Freeze. I... I rolled a three. No action value, but I hit. I got a one on it, which... Hang on. One arm's of six. Seven. That makes value only one, because it's fucking hard. Yeah, it is. It's a very hard shot. Well, you guys are in ships going at high speeds on yeah. choppy water. Yeah, dangerous high speed chase on, over choppy water. Just a second yeah. now. You say your action values affect combat. Yeah, we're both marksmen, so. I know. Yeah, but that helps. We both, we both hit. That's good. It wasn't a wasted round of us shooting them. That is one less bullet I would have. And I may need 19 more, but I hope to God I don't during this race. I, uh, I don't know. Wait, how... hold on. Your 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 modifiers were harder than that. Your modifiers were sevens. Does the one still succeed no matter what? Um, I don't know. Well, I sort I would have failed then with a seven because seven they're at long eight. range. I'm imagining. I would have to roll a one. Imagine they're at long range, which is a negative four by itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I don't mind having taken that shot, even if it was. But I imagine a one probably hits anyways. Yeah. Superhuman can probably do it. So, um... Now go to... See what their toughnesses are. Try and bring us up next to the fish. If we're lucky, his weapons will... Automatically target the one chasing us, too. If we're unlucky, his weapons will target us. uh, Damage. What? One? Yeah, I rolled two tens. So, shot goes off, and you see one of them gets grazed in the shoulder, and they begin returning fire. Oh, this isn't good. Alright. Hopefully, they're worse shots than we are. Shots begin to go off. Bang, bang. As they're shooting at you. Some of them are using automatic weapons. You see... As they're attempting to close the distance now with you. Give me another driving roll, Mike. Ooh, ooh, just a two. 
they have now started to close the distance greatly. Closer. Now we will go to actual initiative rolls. Oh no! Oh no! How do these work? That's reflexes. Initiative. Okay. Reflexes roll. Right. So roll two dice against target number five, modified by your reflexes. Woo! I got an action value of one. Better. I got an action value of four. Okay. Four, you have two actions. Nice. A three to five gives you two actions in the round. Okay. Six or more gives you three. Two actions for me. Kind of busy. I got a five as well, so I have two. <laughs> All right. Oh. Meanwhile, I will roll for them. And they have one action. So the first person to go is Sean. Alright. Uh, Travis. Has the range closed at all? The range has went down to medium, so now you are at a five difficulty. Alright. We have just that entered in. That is a two, which is an action value of one. For Blue Planet Combat. Okay. Um, Roll target number, difficulty of two for the toughness. From which, uh, there's a good chance we aren't going to emerge. Oh, it's two. There the dice go. I don't know. I, I, see, it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Sometimes we lose our dice. He dies. Which three successes? Three successes. So, what are you using as a weapon? I'm using one of the big rifles right now. So, Hunting taking aims, your Julian Bashir super genetics <laughs> <laughs> allow you to compensate for the choppy water, the distance, the waves crashing about, and suddenly a bullet goes screaming through the air and blows up the head of one of the pirates over there. Mm. No. The pirates return fire. I am in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any cover by the wheel? And do not seem to hit anyone. Oh, thank I believe the next highest action is Nick. Um, Are you going to stay hunkered on the ship? I'm going to stay hunkered on the ship. Okay. Are you going to keep driving the ship? <laughs> I was actually considering doing it. I'll keep driving the ship. Okay. What are you going to do? McShiv. McShivington. I made up my own name when I was seven. It started as Shiv. It grew longer when I felt it needed to be more distinguished. So, <laughs> thankfully, uh, he wasn't the owner of the yeah, ship because then it would be the awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is difficulty a five? You have yeah. a five difficulty now. Okay, I still got to have to roll what I had to roll. No action value, but I got it. Okay, roll three. your three dice. Target number seven. Toughness of two. Uh, everything below seven, so... So, not to be outdone by our genetic monstrosity super soldier baby over here, our pirate manages to fire off a shot, and one of the other pirates suddenly screams as his chest becomes a deep, blossoming red. For those listening in, basically, when you roll your damage, if all three of those damage does come up successes, you died. No, yeah, they died. Yeah. Well, yes, Very yes, dead. they died. Very deadly. Well, I have no shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will outdo me in this round as long as you hit. No. Oh, yes. You did? <laughs> Some poor seagull. All uh, right. Lucky day for me. Not real. <laughs> From there, it seems the pirates are beginning to break off. <sighs> okay. You are British, dang it. 
do you give pursuit or do you let them race to win? I don't unless the captain orders me to um, <laughs> do something silly. Okay. Rule number seven of the ocean: you don't chase pirates. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure. You, you hey, had, if they're on a similar size craft, maybe we may have just taken some... out half their crew. Yeah, we may have, but they're, they're a smaller vessel. Mm-hmm. Of a larger vessel. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure. GEO Marine, I wasn't sure how you felt about pirates if we needed to give chase or anything like that. I don't know what the codes are. If we had sufficient numbers, I would say track them back to their base and eliminate them. There are four of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure how well you can handle a gun. Eh, well enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am better shot than him. So are you. We're not better shots by much. I know. He is also <laughs> really I just going. wasn't for, you know, GEO. Are you deadly? I guess I will say Biogene, because oh, okay. um, the only other one I know is Japanese. <laughs> Survived in all fairness, I'm not a super soldier. I'm a superhuman. Yeah, the super soldier is much more bad. Yes, we. But don't worry, you could have been a superhuman super soldier if you were so inclined. We decided not to make that broken character. No, that we did not. Coming out of the fight with the pirates, you're taking stock of things, and it appears that Heavy Bite's ship has taken some damage in the fight. As you see, there's some smoke from it, and the few human crew members are trying to fix it, and it has dropped down into a neck-and-neck position with you now for actual second place. Apparently, bitches did know about his laser. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well. That's... Well, I guess we should check. Did everyone survive that? And after... If you're dead, let me know. (laughs) I just realized it's a really stupid question. As suddenly a voice breaks over, the fraternity didn't make it. Oh, damn. Calamity Sally breaks in. (sighs) Their, Their ship's grounded, it's floundered, and I managed to scare away most of the pirates away from them, but they're going to be out there on their own now. Hopefully that third brother comes in at some time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll send a distress beacon or something and someone will get there before the pirates come back. At least they didn't surrender. Well, at this point, they're much more French Foreign Legion. It's all about holding them off. So th- they'll be good for a bit. All right. Everyone else okay? With that, you hear that there was a few other... Mm-hmm. Not important. Oh, oh yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. other ships, yeah. Right, like the randoms. Things. Well, yeah. yeah, we lost some randoms in the storms, I'm sure, and all that. Like... Sally and I decided to buy a boat, and we thought racing would be a real gas. <laughs> now Sally's dead. <laughs> and I'm a pirate slave. <laughs> <laughs> pirate hooker, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you captured by perhaps a lovely pirate mistress? No. (laughs) He's very hairy. He has one eye. And his name is Bill. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Right. Yes. 
It's lonely for everyone. <laughs> no, no, it's dark for everyone. Yeah, it's really dark time. Joined up at 18. Never mind. Let's have another navigation and racing war. Oh! So let me guess. You finished high school at 14 and uh, got your doctorate in time to join the Marines? Not the doctorate. He viewed for. He used all of the humanness for. Woo! Six! I like these dice. I think one of them used to be mine. Apparently, after all these years, that one stopped being unlucky. I don't remember where I got that one. That's good. Might be from the Red Sox. So, apparently, when I say college... I really don't know. I mean, it is like the most plain dice hand that I own. I don't know. Then again, it might just be much like a very plain one I had, so... Alright. What's going well? Do this. Maybe. Please? Okay. Forty <laughs> percent chance of succeeding in any military tactics. Yeah. I've got some tactics stuff. Succeed. Succeed. No. Good. Good, good. Yeah. Well, we. I did my part. That's that's why I keep your up, man. Uh huh. Shoot the guy he didn't shoot. Exactly. (laughs) After the next couple of hours of racing, still in the lead at a tally of twenty is eight ball. Oh. But you've been slowly but surely closing that gap. What? Bye. Part of me's wondering if it's actually a robot and there's like an orca below it or something. Orcas don't swim that fast. Ah, uh, you got a point. And maybe uh, there's a jet engine rammed up its ass? Who knows? I think it's a remote control car. The team of eight people. Manning. A remote control man. Anybody else close by us? Yeah, well. In the tally of 18. Close to 8 ball is the adventure and heavy bite. Oh, still oh, that, ooh. Man, that that dolphin's dynamite. Damn fish. Trailing behind you Station. further is in third is Amy or fourth, Amy Grunge. And after her is Calamity and Kenshin. Followed still in last is Jack Bartholomew, who just can't seem to catch a break. Ha ha. And La Fraternity was eliminated with ten points. No, I bet if we have his ship, high tech, every gizmo in the book thing, you'd have whooped eight ball by now. Who, the dolphin? No, uh, Mr. Pretty Boy in the back of the line. Yeah, if you had his gene mods, you'd get laid. Who cares? Always with the jokes. 
I get There's plenty. four of us and a lot of water. What do you want me to do? Quote Moby Dick? Well, by the time you're done, we might almost be done with the race. I'll have you know that here on Poseidon, I am considered a very eligible mate. There, are, there is something to be said about being able to pass on the ability to breathe and survive underwater. It's all about the size of the gills, then, eh? <laughs> Everyone give me a sight and Ooh. smell based Ooh. on... And go ahead and give me an ESP roll. Sight? Well, and see it. Sight and action. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Not hearing. It smell. Yeah, be careful. I sense I got a one on the sentinel, so... Uh, got, a, got a one on the vision. Got a zero on the smell, but I made it. And got a one on the uh, vision. It's so those who smell... Five, it's five plus what your... It's five plus your ability, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, and that gives me uh, AV of six on the vision. Those who Ooh. smell it can smell smoke off in the distance. And those who can see it see a plume of smoke in the air. With you, you're able to tell the direction it's coming from, and you see that that has to be enough smoke for a raging fire, and you're pretty sure it's off in the distance where there's another native village nearby. And you can sense there is danger in the area in regards to that smoke. That's not the next refinery, is it? No, no, that's not for another couple of miles beyond that. Uh, I think there's an outpost or a colony or a fishing farm somewhere. Something like that around here. I can definitely see it. That doesn't feel like an accident. No, it probably wasn't. I mean, that kind of thing does happen. Especially if these waters are pirate infested, as they obviously are. Um, For all we know, that's where the uh, main pirate ship is holed up. Waiting for the uh, remnants of the crew that we ran into back there. Maybe... Maybe shoot it down. At least buzz it. Let's see what it is. If I don't know if it's bad. How far out of course is it? It's a couple miles off course, but buzzing it—if you just decide to buzz it—shouldn't really make much of a difference. Yeah, All right, I'll. Uh, and sure, but we six. better keep an eye out in case there's any sort of other ambushes laying for us. Alrighty, and she's a little behind us, but I'll just pass it along. Uh. Calamity? Yes. Uh, Calamity, this is the adventure. Uh, seen some, I don't know, smoke out on the horizon. We're going to buzz it. Figured you'd want to be aware it might be some something bad happening to somebody. Roger that. I'll go. I'll take a look at it myself when I get closer. Rog, radio me if you come up with any better details, sugar. Uh, gotcha. <clears throat> How far behind us is she? She is four, She's at a tally of 14 now. She is tied with Kenshin. How far behind us is she? Not you guys are at 18. Like so time-wise. Probably that's... Time-wise, probably about a half hour. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So give me a navigation roll, Nick. Alrighty. So, a navy of five again. 
About 15 minutes later, as you're buzzing by the island, you see a little series of archipelagos, mm-hmm. little islands here and there, and you see what appears to be a native fishing village with huts and the like and lean-tos and everything built and some stone structures here and there that look like they've been built for when a storm comes through. And what you see as well is a couple of black hydrofoils, which are parked nearby, and then you see the fishing boats and canoes of all the villagers. All of them have been kind of turned over or broken. There's fire raging through the village. You see dead natives with their inborn gills and the like on them, lying on the ground in various... And you see a mother holding her child come running from around a corner... And suddenly she's engulfed in fire while holding her baby. The two of them take a few staggered steps before falling to the ground, and you see a figure wearing a black dry suit with a flamethrower on his back, grin and smoke a cigar. He's got white hair as he walks out from behind the hut, and then turns to the hut and casually douses it in fire as well. You hear the sound of gunfire going off as more villagers are running and you see a couple of people with guns going through and gunning them down. I start turning the boat towards it. We gotta do something here. Yes, we do. <sighs> Alright, uh, adventure to whoever's listening. We've got a group of, I don't know, assholes, I guess, attacking a um, native village. We're going in to show you what we can do. <laughs> I feel our road is very aptly named. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? What are we going to do, Captain? What do you want to do? Uh, well, how big of an island is it? Um, it's a couple kilometers long. It's got some jungle and foliage in the back. Right, pull us up about a little bit away from the dock so we can... Get out without being shot at. We'll see what we can do from there. Well, the village on foot. Want to sneak in, quarter click, something like that? Quarter click means we're going to be here for over an hour. Oh, sniping. <laughs> I prefer not to be here for you know for a long period of time. So they bring us in out of gunfire range. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess if you guys are going to head up on shore, I'll see what I can do about the boats. That's going to go about 500 miles, 5 hours. This is a 10,000 mile race. Yeah. How long should it take? What, 500 miles and how long? Five, every 5 uh, every like hour. Like a 20 hour race, basically. Every hour we're going how far? 100 miles. Then it's a 100 hour race. What? 10,000 divided by 100. Count the number of zeros. <laughs> No, no, I was measuring give, that wrong. Giving no, quite a bit extra for refueling and such, right? And then you've got to add in the extra yeah. for refueling. Oh, yeah. Storms. Which, navigation. Yeah. But you have to refuel every... It's about a week long, race. It's yeah. Okay. It's grueling. So, <clears throat> how are you doing this? How are you approaching then? Are you going to approach the quarter click away? Are you going to approach only a little bit away? All right. Far enough we can take cover. 
I'm just going to take the hydrofoil up onto the sand. <laughs> tempting as that is, I'm going to try and steer it away so we have to... Ju- hopefully enough out of their vision that we'll... Okay, just a bit a of roll. Give me a dragon roll. You're jumping off to go is that a- boats. You're you driving off already? Take care of boats as more? we pass by, mm-hmm. with my portable toolkit strapped to my belt, I'm going to slip over the offshore side uh, and wait in the water. I'm going to swim towards the boat, and I'm going to wait in the water uh, until they get onto land. Okay. AV7. You managed to actually perfectly pilot it just out, and you're pretty sure they haven't seen you as you quickly weigh anchor near the shore. What are the three of you doing? Grab me a fast. Let's, uh, I'm gonna probably be sneaking because I'm sneaking. Snowfall. Yeah. Make sure you grab your map. Get. Got a point. <laughs> uh, let's try and sneak. Um, time there. It is evening now. The oh, sun is setting off in the horizon, casting an orange glow over everything that is illuminated by the fires which are burning throughout the village. And you hear the screams of terrified villagers as they're being gunned down and cooked alive. Well, Night vision improved echolocation way you got sensory wise. Awesome. Because you're psychic. He's got that. Yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Just shoot by faith. You'll be fine. Now, what is your plan? <laughs> um, going circle in, come in from from the interior? Well, we're coming from a, uh, like about 120 degree angle from the boat, so we're going to blanket a bit. And, uh, so we head in and yep. come in like that? Come in low. Okay. And to the shadows as, actually, a important question, do we land on the east or the west side? <laughs> you landed on the, uh, more eastern side of the island. So, yeah, stick to the shadow. Let's open that one. So, yeah. Alright, give me a sneaking roll. I'm real good at that. Um, what's that? Uh, dexterity, I'm, uh, or agility, I imagine. Action value 3. Ooh. You have to be in a spot at some point. Ooh. Ooh. And I got an action value for 3. Ooh. You're an awful sneaker. Would you tell a horrible sneaker? How much? We split up, right? Five. Yeah. Okay, good. Trump. You failed by five? I failed by five. Hey, they have to make their sentry And you split up? Mm hmm. Yeah, this means they have to. Like a ten plus their awareness, they have to roll back. Alright, um, for those listening in, I'd just like to say goodbye. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to lose the race horribly now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, for all we know, we're going to miss a storm that's going to take out our competition, because we were the good guys who did the right thing. But this is a very realistic setting, so that ain't happening. No, no, but no, no, no. The <laughs> physics of the setting are realistic. That doesn't yeah. necessarily... That's true. Yes. We, we so much of the stylings are poetic. Entirely. This is considered a fairly realistic. Fairly realistic. A point on I do have a bio mod that gives me ESP. Any setting that has <clears throat> your perception has thrown realism for a loop. 
What are you doing, Nick? I am going to swim underneath since I um, can breathe water. Uh, And I'm going to swim underneath their boats and take a look at them. And if they are proper screw-driven, I'm going to quickly disassemble the uh, propellers or screws. And if they are jet drives, then I'm going to plug them up. Okay, go ahead and give me a mechanics roll for that. No, really, I'm best for I got an AV of six. That's how I'd do it. Yeah. If I was RBS. All right. You're quickly just going about destroying the little little hydrofoils. Meanwhile, as you step out suddenly, you hear a female voice go, drop it. As a woman steps forward with a gun in her hand. What are you doing? A uh, woman's got her gun out. She's got her gun ready. Are you going to try to point and shoot her first, and we'll go to roll initiative, or are you going to do what she says? Uh, reflex. We all shoot her. Uh, hmm. You don't know this is going yeah. on. You yeah. all split we, up. We split yeah. up so we can cover more ground. Oh, we didn't split up the smart way. We split up no more. That's okay. <laughs> no, we split up the fast way. Who are you? Yeah, what are you doing way. here? Name's Harper. Uh, medic. Captain, she says into her little microphone suddenly, we've got a non-native in the premises. And then suddenly a voice hammers back, What? What's going on? I found someone who's not part of the scorched earth here. Well, you know our orders. No witnesses to this. Still, who is he? We ought to question him first before we take any action. Meanwhile, you two, give me sense checks. Generic awareness or? Uh, Generic awareness. Oh, good. Pretty good at that. Okay, I made it. I do well. You're a pretty good idea. You look off, you see that he's in trouble. There's a woman who's got a gun pointed towards him. Not how far away? Um, as the village is split up right now, about uh, maybe 30 yards away. <laughs> Hold on, and what was your guys' stealth action values again? Uh, I think I got a three. I had a three to Sounds about right. All right, and what are you guys doing now? I think I'm going to start sniping the guys on my front lawn. <laughs> yeah. oh, hold on, you guys. That's going to be your plan? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, you two are just going to shoot at well, the woman who has... I, I just want to be sure. You two are going to take shots at the woman. Well, actually, I was going to sneak up on her get closer. Uh, and you said you're going to shoot her. So you go ahead and roll your shooting, and you go ahead and roll your stealth. Because you're not able to communicate with each other, because you're split up. I have an action value of four for my stealth. Uh, My long arm zing. I got an action value of six on that. Okay, you definitely shot her. Go ahead and roll your... uh, What's her toughness and armor? Her toughness? Hold on a second. Armor rating of five. What the fuck is she at? Body armor. She's made of adamantium. That's okay. It's okay. What I was telling you was combat tests oh. earlier. She 
Jesus. They have so actual yeah. stuff. You guys are fighting dirty pirate scummer, and I use yeah. monster stats. Yeah. Well, this could be bad. Okay. These guys are mercenaries. Yeah. I figured you didn't want full combat I, armor on our ship. That's why I didn't mention it earlier. So she was wearing combat armor. Okay. Yeah. She's also a shock trooper, meaning that she is. Has a, some. Yeah. Uh, she's a shock trooper. Yeah. She's former. Right. She is GL. Former. Well, well or yeah. former. Mm-hmm. She she's trained. Well, by somebody good. I got one success on and that. And she's bioengineered to within an inch of her life. Yeah. Suddenly, she said it like a possible limit. She shot. She goes, Ah! What the? We're under attack! Everyone, roll for initiative now. Bum It's uh, bones are laced in metal. Roll two. I didn't know she was a super trooper. It's basically a reflexive stat roll. Yes. Woohoo! Two actions. Two dice and reflexes. I rolled a one, so I have an action value of a six. I believe that's three actions for you. Is it? Yep. Damn, I hope these next ones actually kill her. Yeah, well. If they've got more than one or two of these guys, I can hide a lot. (laughs) I can run and hide. I will take my shots, two of them, and then I'll Okay, action value of five. Anybody beat that? I got a six. Okay. Shoot her again. (laughs) All right. She dies this time. Uh, Oh, shit. No, I don't shoot her. Or wait, no. Seven. I I still shoot her. I still shoot her. I got an action value like one. Hold on, you might not you might not have shot her because now I got to go to the once again the um she might because you have to there's stuff be cover and stuff in the yeah. way. Uh, so that medium range or what's your range on your weapons? It's like a hundred, two hundred, six hundred for the short. Okay then, yeah, you have no yeah. modifiers. Yeah, here's your rifle. Here's rifles. It's kind of why I was like, I think I'm okay. Because you're com- you're holding yeah. completely still, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You have no modifiers. There we go. Well, I got one more. So that does another graze, and damage is not cumulative in this. You just I know. graze her again. Okay. A deadly system. What are you doing, Coming. Mike? As uh, on a five. Let's see. Well, she's being shot at. I'm gonna hope that's enough. Wait, how far away from me is she? She is point blank with you. She is aiming her assault rifle at you. Still, damn. And is about to shoot you. Well, she's gonna shoot me anyway. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to attempt to die for cover of some kind? Yeah, that's cover. Go on full, you know. Ah, don't shoot me kind of thing. Are you basically going to run and dot jump? I'm going to try and jump behind one of the huts. Okay. Now we'll roll her. Maybe later I'll throw my medkit at her. How do I tell if this skill is superior or not? Um, it's it. Because it's just long arm six. Oh, oh! What she she's got in that firearms. that thing? Oh, aptitudes, aptitudes. firearms. Yeah, she's superior. Yep. You would expect. Crap! Fucking shot. Well, I didn't know this was gonna happen. All right. Plus her dexterity. Plus elite switch. Yeah, better human beings than we are. Yeah. Fuck. Um. 
No, 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 no they're still better than the Gems than I am. Yeah. No? Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> they're, they're Master Chiefs. Yep. Yeah. Because oh, they were fighting those things? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're fucked. Okay. Oh. Let's go. Oh, well, go. I didn't know they were that. I just thought, eh, this is a, a strong <laughs> combat. <laughs> <laughs> they they're they're the master. Well, it's too late now. Yeah. So. Let's go. Don't worry, the law knows they're here. If I'm if well, I'm lucky, the mercy of God. Will. Shot you? Oh, okay. Shot me? No, me. Shot. Oh, like, what's your uh, toughness? Uh, we're in the jacket. We're in the one plus uh, one. No, no, two. I got armor. Yeah, two. So three. Okay. Yeah, your pilot is perforated by machine gun fire. All right. That completely rips his body in half, falling to the ground. Dead. All right. Oh shit! Oh. Didn't know the that assault rifles. Damage rating eleven. 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 Yep. Yeah, I mean, she had to roll not an eight on one dice. Okay. <laughs> I did not know we were fighting Master Chief. Yes. I, 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 I didn't know they were Master Chiefs. Well, I thought this would be, you know. No, no, no. If you, you actually want to actually go, read it, if you actually okay. want to go to the biomod section and look at the shock trooper, yeah, it's pretty much being. Because it basically Master says they get everything. Mm-hmm. I love that part. It's like, by the way, this includes this, 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 this. Like, I don't know if they'll give it in that description, but in the biomod section, they actually give you the Shock Trooper biomod package, which is enhancements to pretty much everything. Yeah, they don't say that. Cyberware. Uh, your bones. The fact they're also given the uh, they're also given elite. Aptitudes. Yeah, they, they your bones are laden down. Well, the point is, these guys are supposed to be badass metal plating. So. I realize. Maybe we'll just use Geo Marshall stats. Uh, no, no, no. You're already, they're already shock troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make the point of this was to die in the first combat. I made it <laughs> one more. Yeah. Okay. So, when I see that bullets ricochet off her skull, I'll run for my life. <laughs> shot coming at uh, you now, Shane. Okay. Just kidding. Sure. Make it 30 paces. Hey, I was hiding. You exposed yourself to shooting, and one was making perception rolls. Oh, okay. Shouldn't I get an action now? They get their actions because they're all on they five. Higher. Oh, there's more the than one action. of them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's four of them. <laughs> all right, we're all dead. Let's just get this done. I survived. That's cool. Through a, turning to the wrong page, the Doomfire. What's your toughness? Sure. <laughs> oh, you know, two. Dead. Dead. Yep. Um, he's dead. No, no, just get him right. Is one of them a nine or a t- is one of them one a ten? One of them is a nine. He's oh. dead. No, is one of them a ten? No. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> Automatic fire rips through <laughs> and blows poor Shivington yep. to mm-hmm. pieces. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we should have never tried to save these poor people. You heroic bastards. We didn't know that they I decided these people were the company. The <laughs> you begin to stalk back to the ship? Yep. Oh, God. Well, okay. I have an advantage. Hold on. I know when they're... And if I have my danger sense. Um, hold on. What do you mean, hold on? They saw they you. They saw you. your way back. Oh. Suddenly, you are covered in flame from head to toe and engulfed in fiery inferno. You just wanted me to die, too. Di- no, no, you're walking back, and I have their cat. I have them. They're like, I made the rolls, and like, well, this guy made a stealth roll. Like, okay. It beat your let's, stealth let's roll, be so honest. you where you guys um, are. They had, they had a small army of Master Chiefs. If we'd known, 
We would have just kept on. If going. I would have known, I wouldn't have used Master Chiefs. I would have been like, these guys are tough. One of you might. So do die. we want to try this theoretically as them not being Master Chiefs? No. Uh, no, no, being, no, no. We're being scientific. Well, this was a glaring flaw in the system. However, not only no, that this thing exists, exactly. but no. that a starting well, character package flat out has this with no balance t- attached to it whatsoever. Well, okay. We learned scientifically that if you use a small army of what well, basically it, it equates fairness, to being a Halo no, Master. In, yes. in any other game, oh, no. if you like, use at best, if she had not been a Geoshock Trooper, you'd have done two wounds, and she'd have turned around and killed Mike. Because it that. wasn't being a Geoshock Trooper, it was using an assault rifle. That's true. I got the shooter twice. I might have killed her. No, you wouldn't have, because your second roll was ass. Okay. With the rolls that happened, maybe you'd have done an extra wound. Yes, maybe but she maybe she wouldn't have spotted him, and maybe... But no, because... No. Mm-hmm. That's not a fact Things would have done differently. Yeah, the spotting thing... No, because they probably didn't remember to give her her other seven or eight bonuses for noticing people, like the fact she has echolocation. True. True, pretty much it just made an awareness check. Yes. She has one other, like, plus four under that awareness check they didn't give her. Because she has generic heightened senses. And assault rifles have a damage rating of 11. Yep. Okay. So I guess there isn't a point to trying to rewind on that with the easier ones. No. Uh, I could. And then there's no. a chance Chain might kill, uh, but if they're all using assault rifles, pretty, there's a good chance one of you is going to die in this yeah, game. No, 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 two of us, at least. Because, the initi- because the way initiative fell, though their initiative might not be as good. Mm-hmm. That not matter. Mm. The system is so deadly. So, dead, dead, dead. Yeah. You're alive. I'm cool. You're, you're cool. However, you hear lots of bad The game fire. ends because we no longer have enough people to complete the race. Yep. It's kind well, of like I... Mutant League football. When you, when enough of your players on the team die, you have to forfeit the game. Yep. Well, basically my idea was, I didn't, okay, I'm, I'm going to say, sorry, I actually yeah. didn't mean to kill you guys. Man. I wanted this to be, maybe one of you might die, well, and mm-hmm. that'll show the deadliness of yeah, the system. Yeah, yeah. But the idea was you were going to save the natives, uh-huh. and they were going to give you a shortcut. <laughs> to make up. Oh. Instead, we've learned a valuable lesson that we th- there was a- we thought there was a chance we would learn about this system. This is 20 Weeks of Hell, Week 1, post-game discussion on Blue Planet. Twenty Weeks of Hell, playing and reviewing forgotten, forsaken, and unplayed games from our collection. The good, the bad, and the ugly, playing games so you don't have to. Welcome to Twenty Weeks of Hell. Uh, This is our first podcast. Uh, This week, we are playing Blue Planet by Biohazard Games. 
since this is our first week, uh, we figure we'll go around, do some introductions, and give everyone a lowdown on what exactly we're going to be doing. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. I'm Sean. I am Dave, the Game Master. <clears throat> what we're doing here is, over the years, between all of us, we have collected a variety of role-playing games, many of which we have never played for various reasons. Some of them being the system seemed intimidating at first. Some of them being it only appealed to one or two of us. And others being that the game just wasn't that very very good to begin with, but for some reason we had the extra cash and we bought it anyways. I miss extra cash. Yeah. I don't know, Suzerain's was all the extra cash. (laughs) (laughs) So we've compiled a list of all of these games, and using the wonderful website of random.com which uses the air vibrate air molecules? Something along the lines of whistling of air molecules determines the (laughs) randomness, because that's truly random, while other computer programs are only pseudo-random. To determine which game we were playing. And as my illustrious comrade here, Nick, just said, we played Blue Planet tonight. So, let's talk about how our Blue Planet session went. I think first it should be mentioned that Blue Planet was originally picked up, I believe, by Sean. No, no, it was picked up as a Christmas gift for me. Ah, that's what it is, because um, Sean likes the ocean. Yes. And was a big fan of Sequest. I believe there's a season of it floating around somewhere in this house. Mm. Yes. Somewhere. And Blue Planet may be most memorable to people, if it sticks out at all, for the ability to play a dolphin. Or a killer whale. Yes. Both options. Now, think of though that smorgasbord of weird sci-fi kitschy shows which came out in the late 90s, like Earth 2 and Sequest and... Uh, Space uh, Above and Beyond, was that uh, one of them? I don't think Space Above and Beyond really influences But the them. idea is humanity's found this other planet that's like 99% water. It's probably not that bad, but it's damn near close. Yeah, and is is colonizing it. So you can have all your water world adventures and all of your Sequest adventures and your Star Trek but on the ocean adventures in this game. But I want to say the setting is very very good. I do enjoy it. I do like the appeal of it. However, that being said, I have to say this is not a good pick up and play game. No. For brand new... uh if you do not know the system or the setting, it's definitely going to take uh, a couple of hours, uh, especially if you're passing the book, to go ahead and get everyone's characters done up, because the process is a little bit convoluted, especially by uh, the games that people are playing now and coming up with now, because the engine or the system is very dated, um, and it definitely took us, uh, took us a good evening. Four hours for character creation with one book doing four characters. Yeah. Now let's first talk about the setting. Now, because this setting is so in-depth and so detailed, wonderfully so, I might add, and we only had one book between all of us, all of my players could not read the rich, deep, involved setting that is really here. So I kind of had to just make some shit up and throw it all together and hope it sounded good without dwelling into the super extenuating details that exist within the setting. Yes. In I some way... I just read it in, like, 2001. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, bits and pieces I remember from the discussions back then, but I'll, I'll admit, in some ways, doing the game this way was a, a disservice to the setting, yeah, I suppose. However, I can agree with that. Though, even back in 2001, when we discussed this game, it was often said that the most fun thing you could probably do with this would, in fact, be what we did, which was the Storm Belt 10,000. Yes, every year on this planet, there's some race that takes place in the Stormbelt 10,000. And now all of us have seen Hildalgo, and all of us have either seen Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit, or Gumball Rally, or whatever it is. Hooper! Or Hooper! <laughs> Hooper has nothing to do with it. Let's we'll just keep going. <laughs> but all of us have seen race movies, to some degree, or rally movies, is what it really is. And so the idea of a rally over 10,000 miles or kilometers of storm-tossed ocean sounded like a cool idea. So I tried to come up with some very interesting other racers to have, and we decided to role-play out what this race system was. I made up my own way of keeping track of the race based on roles made by the players using the action value system that they have within the Synergy Blue Planet system, as they call it. And really, that works out, because the system doesn't really have a lot of crunch to it. No, I mean, it's got a fair amount. Uh, A lot of it is, you know, more front-end crunch uh, during character creation and all that. That is what makes it weird, because it is this odd combination of soft and hard mechanics. Well, it's it's really soft when it's like, okay, we'd like you to try and make your ship faster by scraping barnacles. Use your biology roll with intellect to make sure that you get them off without chipping let's, the paint. Let's talk about the skill system here. <clears throat> now, I myself am usually a fan of skill-based systems. However, the sheer <laughs> number of skills that are in this system kind of slows it down, in my opinion. I think it's a weak point of the system. Well, there are 19, uh, what are they called, categories, basically, of skills? And under each of them, there is at least four, and sometimes eight, different there's individual a skills. There's Oh, okay. Close combat has armed combat and unarmed combat. And firearms has hand, handguns and long arms. Yes, and vehicles is just three. Th- it's but around 60 skills. Yes. That was 60 skills. Yes. That, that's a lot. But anything that you're probably going to do, there's a good chance you can find a skill that it falls under. Whether or not you have Granted, that skill is... Uh, I want to know question. what the difference between logistics, strategy, and tactics is. Well, well there's a good chance you could is, look it up. You know, making sure the army has food. Tactics is... Usually with tactics and strategy, it's short-term and long-term. Yeah, that works. That's what most people usually portray it as. And then we have, under communication, there is, yes, negotiation, oration, persuasion. And over in subterfuge... Well, if we wanted to actually go through these... uh, Yes, you listen to the very subtle differences. Considering the subtle differences between the 20 questions, which we'll get to later, I'm sure that's pretty amazing. Logistics is... The character's ability to plan and coordinate the material supply. So that means feeding and arming an army. The quartermaster gets that. Strategy involves planning and coordinating the operational elements of the military campaign, including the maneuver and deployment of your assets. Tactics is small unit tactics. That means that deploying maneuvering individual crafts or small groups of people. Under subterfuge, we have bribery, fast talk, 
We shouldn't dwell on, on uh, this yeah, too this, much. This is, yeah, this is a lot of minutia to go over. Basically, the skills could have been compressed quite a bit here. But fortunately, the second edition of the game has about 40 less skills than its previous incarnation. We were playing said second edition. Yeah. Though um, we did accidentally print up some sheets for the first edition, which looks like uh, quite a monster. Yeah. Now, I'd like to say that I had fun running the uh, session up until its um, climax. <coughs> yes. I had a lot of fun with this idea, but the thing that's really getting me now, as I'm really trying to think about it, was it more fun because it was Blue Planet, or was it just fun because it was the neat idea of this rally race thing? Part of me does say that Blue Pla- one of the nice things about Blue Planet is it does provide the rally race. Mm-hmm. That it does try to encompass uh, various ideas, I guess. Well, um, breaking it down from a point of looking at what was present, being Blue Planet is cool because we had all that water, obviously, to race over. Um, lots of strange biotechnological and cybernetic enhancements so we could do neat things that didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all of us are cybernetic freaks in one yeah, way or another. Yeah, everybody here is modified. There were no pure humans, as humans are weak and pathetic inferior creatures in the system. It's worth noting. We'll get to um, that. Yes, but, um, and we also had a dolphin, you know, in a bubble racing alongside us, and that's all cool. However, it's also worth noting that this setting also means that if someone is a mercenary who happened to be, like, a geo-shock trooper... They are a invulnerable dealer of death. Who We're talking about fucking Terminator here. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's, it's and okay, and let, let's bring this up now. Now, Blue Planet has three different power levels depending on how you want to play the game. It has a uh, normal, <coughs> uh, extraordinary, extraordinary, and like elite. Yes. Now, I started my players off as the middle ground because I figured they're going to be racers here. I don't want them to be. Uh, suck ass, but I also don't want them to be ass-kicking boots of death all over the place, either. Now, because this game didn't provide me any pre-made templates beyond the sample characters, the climax of this game happened when, during over the course of the race, they came across a village which was being a village of natives, as they're called, which were the original colonists who got left behind by accident for a good period of like 50 years or mm. uh, so, who had biogenetic gills, who managed to survive on the planet and make it their own pretty much and live like uh, the live like many of the original tribal uh, South Pan-Asian uh, tribal island people as well. So I had a scene where some mercenaries, obviously hired by some evil corporation were slaughtering a village. There were only four of them, and I wanted them to be tough, and taking a quick glance at the Geo-Shock Trooper, I said, ah, these guys could probably be good mercenaries if I toned them down just a slightly bit. Of course, this is where we learned firsthand about the legendary deadliness of the system. Now, let's keep this in mind. We had a combat earlier. We had a combat with some pirates, and I was using the gangster template for them. But it was over the open ocean, and it was obvious that my players were more skilled at this, and they pretty much didn't have many problems dispatching the pirates, killing two of them and driving off the rest. However, when it came time to taking down the mercenaries in that village, 
One bad stealth roll resulted in a near TPK. Total party kill. The only reason it wasn't a TPK is because our fish guy decided to go sabotage boats instead of come with us in the forest. But he probably would have died, too. Oh, yeah, I would have been completely wiped out. One of these shock troopers managed to take two shots from a... uh, It was was a hunting rifle. It wasn't a... A very large hunting rifle that uh, our pirate... Well, yes, the pirates... Um, one-shotted. One, two pirates were one-shotted by this rifle. Yes. Now, I think it's worth mentioning that one shot, the system is kind of an all-or-nothing when it comes to damage. Uh, if you get uh, three, basically, three successes on your uh, dice roll... Then you have three dice. Then you have three dice. Um, if they all come up successes, the target generally dies. Um, anything less than that, then they oh, are wounded. generally... Fine. I mean, well, two, they're supposed to be heavy wounds. It's just, it, it almost seems like nobody ever does two wounds. They either do one or three, one or three. And, and one is pretty much scrapes that don't matter. And the damage is not cumulative in this. You can pretty much do uh, one wound to someone over and over and over and over and over again. And you're, you're just pretty much just adding more raised. bruises to Just them. like that yes. bit in Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels with the air rifle to the neck. <laughs> it's mildly annoying. And then someone shoots me with the Bren. And I fall apart. <laughs> yeah. But the way it goes is... Uh, now, the hunting rifle that my friend Shane here was using, what was the damage code on this? Damage code a 9, which... Which means... generally meant if he rolled under a 9 on any of his three ten-sided dice, or a 9, it was a success. So pretty much, he's got a really good chance of killing anyone he hits with this thing. Now, you take away the toughness value of the target to uh, make this more difficult. The shock troopers tend to have a toughness of five because they're cybernetically modified up the asshole and have bulletproof skin. Kind of takes things to a 50-50 shot on whether it's going to hurt them or not. Meanwhile, the shock troopers using a generic assault rifle that's like an AK-47 that you'd find in any other tabletop modern role-playing game, which has a damage code of 11. This means that unless you're wearing armor, uh, it hit you. If, if you're a Geo shock trooper, you might not explode on a lucky day. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a lucky day. So the, the problem came then to being, it wasn't even the fact that I used Geo shock troopers. It was the fact that I used assault rifles. Yes. If it was an assault rifle, a human being dies. An average human being will have a toughness between one and three. Who will have a toughness of one, unless they are in exceptionally good physical condition. That means any dice roll that comes up a ten or less on a ten-sided dice hurts them on those three dice, which is a hundred percent chance of death. Yes. No, I now, it's... there is some realism to this. Don't stand in front of an assault rifle on burst fire, just as a general tip at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I suppose arguing for, you know, ballistics and this and that and the other, I mean, generally it can be assumed that an assault rifle will kill you. Yeah. The average person, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's death. Action films aside. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this being a game, you, you need to... There used to be some way to not die when people, you know, take out a gun, which, you know, in real life doesn't happen all the time, but in role-playing games, that that tends to happen all the time. So So I guess I could have ran this differently. I could have made it a heavy political talking game, but 
eventually the guns are going to come out. I mean, I guess some people run games where they don't have any conflict that results in physical violence, and my hat's off to you if you do that. And really, in some ways, I hope that might be the best way to play Blue Planet. Lots of intrigue. So the best way to play Blue Planet is if you can avoid using the system as much as possible. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) But I know that in my games, I like a little violence here and there. I don't know. Call me a typical American, Mm. but... Yeah, I mean we're we're not much for the uh, you know the dungeon crawls and whatnot, the uh, hack and slash gaming, but yeah. uh, we certainly don't uh, you know delve into the uh, you know realm where everything is purely approaching you know more of sort of an improvised uh, scene from a play or something where there's yeah. it's purely all emotional and verbal conflict. Rare, rare purely social uh, conflict or purely mental. We tend to have a nice mix of. Social scenes with some violent scenes with some mental task yeah. scenes. Yeah. And uh, Blue Planet does, in fact, uh, lend itself a lot to the more social and political aspect of gaming. Um, because, as um, is mentioned, there's a rich world here. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, because of the fact that uh, we did not all bone up on the setting uh, before giving this a good try, you know, we weren't really able to engage in that. I suppose we could have come up with a lot more stuff and just kind of fudged it all, but I mean... One of the both the strengths and the weaknesses of the system in the game is is that you know if you do not know this rich tapestry of a world, you can't really delve into it and take advantage of it and you know get into those uh, situations and behind causes and organizations that populate it to uh, you know go about having such a, uh, a rich game of you know socio political intrigue. It's also uh, no, yeah, I would point out the fact that this is a sci-fi setting in which you're on a planet that's 99% water. And a lot of it's kind of rural and rustic. Um, there should be a better... Political games are obviously not the only thing you should be doing on this planet. Well, no, you can do yeah. science exploration games in this, too, and it supports that pretty well, too. I mean, you've got the mystery of the Aborigines, where the fish people who... Yeah. And there's the long john, why does it allow for biomods? Why does it uh, extend people's lives? I mean, you can do the good, standard, typical science fiction TV show style thing here. It's just, uh, be very rare on the fights. You want to avoid them. I think it's a very interesting setting, but, and when we say, you know, it's it's political, but it gives set up for such an entire huge world, it doesn't give you one, you know, straight campaign idea of how you're supposed to run the game, so it's not real easy to just pick up and play. You're going to have to come up with your own ideas on what to do with it. My summation is this. This game is horrible for one-shots. This is a game that you want to be prepared for. You want to know the details about the setting in the world. You want your players to know the details as well. Granted, you don't want them all have to read the book, so maybe you could type up like a little, I don't know, two-page thing to be like, here's the major highlights you should know for them to read ahead of time. And um, don't use their system. Yeah. Yeah. Pirate this over to something... I hate saying something better. Yeah, something better. Yeah. Something a little more modern. This this game was actually a lot of fun, uh, but... If it was with Savage Worlds, we would not have had this problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is... Unfortunately, I mean, one of the signs of the time is that most games published within the last two or three years uh, are definitely leaning more towards uh, a style of play that we enjoy, which is where everything is pretty much balanced. Uh, the systems are more point-based for character creation. Uh, combat is quick and easy, and it tends to be a lot more cinematic. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of go, you know, balls to the wall if we want to. Uh if the game or genre that we're playing calls for it. Whereas this system is a lot of the older... It's very much old, and it shows its age. And 
you know, in the fact that it's not necessarily balanced all the way around, and some things are particularly too soft. This game is very much in the the tradition of the late 90s, early millennium idea of you don't need internal balance for the characters, you don't need internal balance (laughs) for the system. I mean, there's no reason to play, statistically speaking, a pure-strain human in this game, because it's a severe disadvantage. There is no balancing factor to it. If you play a, a human that is completely unmodified, you are obviously doing it for roleplay reasons. Yes. And I suppose there's some people who still ascribe to that. And I love roleplay. I mean, th- I love telling stories and weaving stories. But I would prefer to somehow balance the scales, as yes. it were, for my players. So if somebody wants to play the pure strain human for the roleplay angle, they get some sort of benefit for that as well, that they're not the total awesome uh, cybernetic psychopaths. And and who knows, maybe they're, because of the secret of the long general, that maybe there is some nice thing about being pure, so that if the big... No, yeah, I kind of figured that, but, yeah. Yeah. Some idea that, you know, if the big secret happens and all the long john wakes up and turns into Divas Maul or something, you're safe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, though um, character creation, I guess it was interesting. Cause we, we character sh- creation is over character creation. Very yeah. good ec- um, exercise in that lack of internal balance. Because well, first of all, there's says your various races. Which first th- first thing listed is pure. Uh, I, I picked pure human because I thought this was like say Gamma World, where pure strain human meant there was a difference. No, all that means is that you don't get the um, random number of enhancements that everyone else gets. That's it. And you have a modified human. Yeah, this is the st- typical sort human. Sort of a step up from that, because you're the human who gets cybernetics. Yep. They get one to four minor and one to two major modifications. We'll get to what that is in a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it's they do have nice little terms. I mean, you have your pure... What are they? Uh, the pures are Darwins, I believe. Darwins, I think yeah. some of them call it... They give derogatory names for all the things, because that's yes. what they really are. They all have yep. nicknames. Yep. Uh, modified humans, which are, you know, post-birth modifications, are mollies. Yep. And then you've got your... Then there's the genetically in- engineered humans, the genies, yeah. which both uh, myself and Nick play. We've got several flavors. We got, yeah. Are they called Aquarians? Uh, yes. Yeah. Aquarians, which For, you know, no. come in, in two different flavors. Uh, one is pure, is the pure water-breathing... Aquaforms? Aquaforms. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Aquaform. The aquaforms. And they're pure Aquaform. water-breathing. Uh, you know, they've got some... Uh, they can be underwater. They can basically live underwater. They have gills. Um, their big limitation is the fact that they have a depth tolerance of, I believe it's five. 500, uh, yeah, 500 there's, yards There's the other types of aquaforms you know. that and can dive the, real well. The other time, I mean, rat. they can just they more go on sort of the dolphin or whale mode where they need to breathe air, but they can hold their breath for extended periods of time, and they pretty much have an unlimited diving depth. There's also um, transhumans, I think they're called. Yes, transhumans, which I decided because it sounded like an interesting idea. When we went to the stats, we found out that it just meant I got a plus one to every stat in the game, pretty much. Nietzsche and Ubermensch would, I suppose, be the best way to put it. They are just kind of better. Yeah. And superior to man in uh, every way. And then that, there's a variety of... Well, there are spacers, shown designed for Geordry, and two extra races that, to me, are completely inexplicable of ape men and cat men. I mean, because... Well, as, okay, back that up. Ape men and cat girls. Because every single picture way. of the cat in the game is female. And every single well, picture uh, of the ape men in the game is well, male. It's 1998. By this point, the meme was already started. Though, yep. mm-hmm. so, as you know, Shane said, how did all these cat people end up on a world that's 99% water? 
I, I think we got a little bit into that system in the fact that they didn't send the uplifted or genetically spliced animal people to Poseidon. They were in orbit because they send monkeys into space. It's a tradition. <laughs> ah. So they made monkey right. men. They send monkey they men into monkey space. I mean, yes. And so, uh, cat people, uh, I imagine, are probably and for the same reason. Do we reason. want to go over oh. life paths and 20 well, questions? Yeah. People, well, you know, I don't think I have to go into the specifics no. of the 20 questions. No, no, the they were retarded, though. There are 20 I do want to mention they were 20 and really, really horrible. Yes. Because there's really only 10 questions. It's like 10 questions and then 10 follow up questions. Like, what do people first think about you? Then what do they think about you after that? Well, what do you look it's, like? It's, what do you look like in more detail? Some some of them are pretty basic. What do, what do you respect? What yes. do you not respect? Yes. In most games, most of the questions, two questions would have been one question, and generally they seem to have skipped a lot of questions that would have been, you know, more interesting. Also, the fact that the 20 questions are a sidebar instead of being a general paragraph following them up like is usually in a game with this kind of section. Yeah. Like you'd see in White Wolf or Seventh Sea yeah, or things seventh, like that. Seventh Sea's questions are a pretty good comparison to these. Because, uh, I mean, they're about the same in terms of time frame of you know publishing and all that. Um, but it definitely... 2000 is the second edition of this book. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it so def- this is later. Yeah. Well, I mean... Anyway. Uh, you know, um, they definitely give you a lot more detail and reason to go into them, and a lot of the base questions, such as appearance and whatnot, um, are left out because, I mean, that's just something that you should pretty much go into anyway. Um, but, again, these are questions which you can take as very as shallow or as deep as you want to, uh, you know, if you're into that sort of, you know, guided uh, character generation process. Yeah. Now, let's hear about this life path. Yeah. Uh, Training packages. Yes. Do you remember those 60 skills? You get... Well, we got 10 skill points to distribute wherever we'd like. All the rest were chosen for us based on our life path. Yes. First thing we selected was, from a long list, where we were born. I was born on Mars. Shan's character was born on... Uh, The Wastelands of Earth. Wastelands of Earth. I believe. Yep. Mike's character was... The moon. The moon. And I was... Uh, my character was a native of Poseidon. Yeah. Right. Now, after we got those and got some very interesting skills that most of us never used... Yeah. Um, we then chose, you know, what our first occupational path is. We got four occupations to choose. No, no, it was, no, it was, it was, it was oh, not wait, sorry, yeah. background. We got two backgrounds. Yeah. This is to represent, you know, Places moving around been. as a kid, basically. Yeah. 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 And... Now, it should be mentioned that your background and professional, how many of these choices you make, are the differences between the three sort of power classes of characters. Yes. Between if the you, normal, extraordinary, yeah. and elite. If you're an elite, you get more. I believe you end up getting, it's just more professional pack, more professional yeah, no. choices. They would have also gotten more background. And more background. All right. Okay, so sure. that's sort of where some of the balance in that power ranking comes in. Uh, but backgrounds are more described sort of what you did, what kind of person you were, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, if you were a corporate, if you were more of a corporate drone, if you were a free spirit, uh, you know, if you were independent and estranged from yeah. your family units yeah. and that sort of thing. Now, did you get to choose your pack? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. 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 We don't roll. 
and we didn't die during character creation, so I guess technically calling it a life path isn't true. Yeah. But the way this almost feels like the last vestigial trace of the life path is the yes. RPG traces its lineage. It's, it's kind of worth noting that if you have a buddy who grew up with you, and then you both went off to do the same job together, you will probably end up pretty much exactly the same stat-wise, because you never actually pick any skills, you just sort of... You, 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 you get ten you get points your, to distribute. You get your last ten points to distribute. But you will be ten skill points different. One of you will not be a brilliant brilliant medic, and the other one will not be a marksman. Oh, uh, actually... No, you're a brilliant medic and a marksman because you were a medic and a marksman. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes. But, you know, you, you do get that bit of differentiation, but, I mean, it really... Uh, it can it can help to the life path is good because it does help to form your concept. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, um, it's not quite the you know traveler or the fusion style of life path, <laughs> uh, which can go in their own very have their own special unique qualities. Uh, it can go much much farther to define your character. It um, feels a bit odd though because most of the system feels much more of that white wolf style. Very soft role play. How do you feel your character should be? What equipment do you feel your character should have? What mods do you feel your character should have? But for skills, it has this very 1980s. So what did you do in life? Because that's going to give you this rigid and hard and fast set of skills you have. Yeah. It's it's not even going to give you say uh, if you were doing something. Uh, I mean, some of them are choices. Some of them uh, like the va- the variety of cultural skills. Or in the culture category of skills, you know, of colonial and earth, and you know, if you were in the GEO, sometimes you'll get to pick, you know, for a couple, or you'll get to assign a couple points. But some of them will just be like, you have X amount of ranks in botany, or in zoology, or genetics. Sometimes, or one of the more (laughs) esoteric skills like parachuting. Um, you know, it's not so much as you get to assign four or five points in the athletics field or, you know, the human sciences or life sciences field. It's very, very rigid uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's also, I think we're kind of noting, you look at the pure breadth of the skills you have. You have so many on here, but for you to be kind of an average human being, say, like a well-trained soldier, you have to be good at athletics, close combat, command... Um, you know, firearms. By that point, you've probably run out of um, in military weapons, maybe vehicles or survival, stealth. If you're a military ranger type person, you've probably run out of specializations by this point. You you can't really be a very um, rounded character. You can be rounded, you just won't be very good. Yeah, you're just like I'm military trained. I stomp around in the woods and am heard by everyone. Occasionally I shoot people, but I have specialized in my vehicular operations. I can land that aircraft. Well, I mean... Technically, that describes my character. Oh, okay, yeah. And in a lot of ways, I mean, that makes sense, because, you know, when you go into the military, you'll get your basic, you know, this is how you shoot, and this is how you do your unarmed combat, and you'll crawl through the mud and everything, but if you're going to learn how to drive a tank, I mean, that's what you're going to do. Um, one thing I feel also should be brought up about character creation... Is there a section on biomods? Every character gets a random amount of biomods. One to four minor, one to two major is what we got for our level. You get some. Now, we decided to give ourselves the middle ground, except for we gave the modified, you know, the maximum. Because we just felt that was right. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I think the way 
There's the no hard and fast rules mm-hmm. here on this. Yeah. And, and what constitutes a major or minor is a very simple division. If it costs 10,000 credits or less, it is minor. If it costs 10,000 credits or more, it is major. Now, now several skyrocket. Minor, yeah. Costs sky- go between around 3,000 to 500,000. Being a Geoshock Trooper is just considered a major modification that happens to give you five or six other major modifications. As well as a lot of money. many major modifications that give you other major modifications for free as part of it. And this is where sort of the older style of, you know, you are taking it upon yourself and your GM is supposed to be a sort of a guiding light. Where, you know, that's supposed to provide some balance to the system. Let's also yeah. mention it, it costs you a major modification, and you can basically be one of those. Uh, most of them. Yeah, you most of those. You can decide to become any one of the animalistic, uh, tra- uh, genetically modified humans. Yeah. You can decide now, to become a cat or a gorilla if you so choose. Or, now, or breathe underwater. It is yes. worth noting that if you choose to go that route of the post embryonic modification, uh, you don't get some of the stat boosts that the uh, you know uh, genetically modified you know characters get. However, uh, in actual play, this isn't really that great uh, <laughs> of an advantage one way or the other, unless you're playing uh, as perhaps the uh, transhuman who just gets a across the board uh, global about, stat boost. I would say six or seven just extra stat points in a system where everyone starts at zero. Yeah. Um, it's also very interesting the way that they do stat points in general. Uh, you know, everyone starts at zero, and then your uh, modifications give you bonuses uh, on top of that. You can also take some skills into negatives, which will give you further points to add to other things. So uh, it, it's a very interesting way of you know doing abilities. Now, I will say one thing that uh, our playtest, I guess, would say was lacking in is that we are unable to report on exactly what it is like to play a dolphin or killer whale, as none of us went that route. Yes. It would be um, a little difficult to imagine the orca parked on the hydrofoil or racing behind it. Though, in all fairness, had one of us been playing a killer whale dolphin and got shot by that assault rifle, we would not have died. Um, this well, is a system <laughs> that accurately reflects what happens when man fights whale. Yeah. <laughs> and if only the whale could have snuck on shore. <laughs> Well, well the way they have with the whales is that they have all the cetaceans tend to be modified with these little robotic control links that let them yes. control little robotic helpers. Yes, and yes. it is also worth noting that it's entirely possible for everybody to have those, so there's no excuse for people <laughs> not to be in the same room doing the same thing, so you don't really get... If you really want to go that route, you know, you can make it so that way nobody's ever really separated or left out on a conversation. Four men and their four robots... Exciting game of not actually being there to do things. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like playing paranoia, especially since you were quite paranoid at that point as you know characters. And now the thing that I had problems with when dealing with character creation was the gear. <laughs> oh yes, the, the, gear the gear is probably part. the softest part of all, since generally you're just supposed to get uh, what you think you should have. Yeah, I mean based upon very, no. what the what the. Uh, sort of style of game that the Game Master's going to be running and on your professional and background packages and all of that sort of thing. You know, you're just supposed to assign gear. Um, I suppose this works out okay, but at the same point in time, without the 
oversight of the game master or with players who are just sort of going through willy nilly, uh, you know, that of course will break the game very, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah of course, was... you know, if one player's character concept happens to be that I'm wealthy, there's no real balancing back to the you know, the side statement of, I'm rich. <laughs> I have good weapons. That's the part he doesn't, because I could buy them then, because I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. I All mean, right. I think for the most part, we've. If there's anything we haven't covered about this, no, I think no, that's I think, pretty good. I think we've wrapped it up pretty well. So, final summation, my personal letter grade that I would give Blue Planet is a C. It has a wonderful setting, but its rules are a little too flimsy, combat is a little too deadly, and it has a little too much overhead to really get into it. But, overall, if you were definitely going... If you really like the setting, and you really like the concept... You could definitely take it and probably get a really great campaign. You're just either going to have to port it over to a system that you enjoy or be very, very careful how you trick. Yeah, I would suggest if you have, you know, Savage Worlds or Die 20 Modern or Hero. GURPS. or, or GURPS. Or hell, even White Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> New, New Wad. New Wad, you might have to work to. a little bit for the, the Biomod stuff, but. Um, or even Shadow Run, really. Um, no. You might yeah. want to use that instead, but I think the book is, if you can get it at a you know, nice discounted price, a good setting. Yes. Um, All right. Because I've it's used uh, random.com to find out what our next game should be. But, uh, All right, well, oh. what is uh, what is our uh, next game we're going to be playing, guys? Suzerain the Mortal Realm. Woohoo! Oh, Suzerain the Mortal Realm. Yes! British game with hoping. cards and time travel. All right. Well, All right. this is Dave the GM. And Nick. Mike. Shane. And Sean. Signing off for the first week of 20 Weeks of Hell. We hope we've been helpful towards you, and we'll join you again next time as we review Suzerain, the Mortal Realms. Yes, playing games so you don't have to. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as a note, we will be posting up at some point the live play session of our Blue Planet game. Probably in a couple chunks, I mean, because it was kind of three or four hours long. Uh, so if you are interested in seeing exactly how that went down, uh, please go ahead and feel free to keep a lookout and download that as well. The big one, it does have an abrupt ending. <laughs> <laughs>